0: Jeff Probst. Jeff Probst. Jeff Probst. Survivor's ready. Go! That's not the idol. What is it? It's the I know. It has a face on it.
1: I may be a lot of things, but I ain't no Hershey bar.
0: (laughs) Can I play it? I want to play that. You are going to have to dig deep. Welcome back. It's time for part two of our Survivor Ghost Island rewatch. I'm Brendan. I'm Matt. And this is Dig Deep, the show where we look back at the past 40 seasons of the greatest social experiment on television, which is, of course, Survivor. We're back for more spooky season 36 action. Last episode, we covered the pre-merge and merge episode of Survivor's 36th season. Today, we're here to finish it off. So if you haven't listened to part one yet and are rewatching with us, definitely go back and check it out. You can always find us on social media at digdeeppod on Instagram or Twitter. Let us know what you've thought so far. Give us your uh, your your takes on Ghost Island. A lot of people really hate this season. Yeah, it's it's polarizing, I think. Like I think we both like it, but a lot of people really down on this one and I'm not exactly sure why. Maybe it's cuz I I watched it after the fact. I didn't watch when it aired, so I di- I didn't get to see all of the the media around it, but I liked it. I watched
1: it at the time and liked it. I've watched it again, obviously, for the for the podcast and still liked it. So it's just one of those things where it's personal preference, and I can understand why people
0: don't like this season. Matt, spoiler free, what are you most excited about in part two here?
1: The I think this is a great finale, and I think
0: that's, that's the highlight of the second half of this season. Mm-hmm. Two big dogs fighting it out. Spoilers for all things Ghost Island Ahead. Let's get right into it. Episode 9 of the Survivor Season 36, not of the podcast. We get the aftermath of the fantastic Chris Noble vote-out. The War of the Worlds, I like to call it. Uh, Dom comes back to camp and he says, it's pretty wacky, right? (laughs) (laughs) The merged tribes go on a tribal council. Pretty wacky. I feel that. Dom understands that he's even more of a threat now. Uh, He sort of explains his strategy when he gets back to camp, saying he wants to take a step back, let other people call the shots for a bit, uh, how he didn't really want to come off as arrogant after the Chris ousting. And that's difficult for a guy like Dom to give up any control at all. Very difficult. This was a big moment, I think, for for Dom and Wendell, because so we get a little bit of uh, Dom's gameplay. And then the next morning they do a little a little segment on Wendell. Wendell's building some stuff and he talks about his kind of his social strategy. He says, I base a lot of my play off of nonverbal things. He's been kind of put off by Laurel and Laurel's attitude towards him lately. He's not really sure where she stands. So he wants to lock her in.
1: Well, and Laurel's interesting here because she's starting to develop distrust in both Dom and Wendell because she's starting to realize just how much power they have. And, And this is a key theme as this post-merge carries forward uh Laurel knows that she needs to get rid of these guys even at this point Uh, but she's not exactly sure how to go about doing that and
0: whether or not it's more beneficial to just stay with them yeah she's sort of on a need-to-know basis with them they sort of fill her in you know who they're voting for but she's not like in her inner circle uh like you know Wendell and Dom who have shared everything well it's
1: important to note that this is At this point is when Wendell's sharing the information about his hidden immunity idol with Laurel. And so she's going, hmm, why haven't you told me
0: until now? Yeah, so it backfires a little bit. I mean, Wendell wanted to make her trust him more uh, by revealing that A, Dom does actually have an idol and B, he also has an idol. But obviously in a weird way, Laurel
1: takes it as as, in a way, distrust. Why hadn't you told me to this point?
0: Yeah, so I, I, a quote I have here from her is, I think he's shown that I can only trust him to a certain point. What point that is. And like I said, that's that's the whole second half of the season. Yeah, We well, it's, it's, that's the big question, is when do we get rid of Wendell and Dom? For everybody, the entire season, and... Uh, it... Spoiler alert. Well, we'll get to it. We hop into a reward challenge. Wendell crushes this one. Oh, Wendell's really good at this one. I, I like ones where you're launching things.
1: And I like ones where you can kind of cheat the game a bit. Whereas, so they send all their people as fast as they can so that they can get their best player, Wendell, out there for
0: more uh, more shots. Mm-hmm. So in this one, yeah, they have to race across the uh, bridge, out from the water, up the sand, and then use a slingshot to shoot sandbags at targets. Knock uh, six over so Wendell's the the beast on his team and yeah they just they send people out they take their one lousy shot and they come back so that Wendell can go knock them all down I think it's a great strategy yeah it's a good way to kind
1: of hack a challenge and it was fun to see because it was pretty stacked against them
0: yeah well they're just sort of filling like their participation commitment like they just kind of get a like it's like when you get a participant participation grade like in school got a lot of those yeah (laughs) (laughs) you just got to get those marks just high enough So Wendell beats that one for his team, Team Purple, the Purple team. Uh, Not the Navidi tribe anymore, but Purple continues to win the challenges, which was a big theme of the first half. Mm -hmm. Jenna gets sent to Ghost Island. Uh, She doesn't get a chance to play the game, which is rather disappointing for her, she says.
1: Well, at this point, we we don't know much about Jenna and... uh, Like, I don't know if it's just that she's a boring person. And it comes back to casting for me. Why is someone like this on this season? I'm not a big... I don't understand
0: why she's here. Well, here's something that I, I got digging in to this season a bit more. Were you digging deep? I was digging deep. Uh... I mean, you could say that a lot of the characters on this season did not get a lot of screen time. And that is due to the big characters of Wendell and Dom and their accomplices. So, I'm not ready to say that Jenna's boring, like you said. You're trying to say that she's portrayed to be boring. Yeah. Well, and 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 somebody like, uh, somebody who was very vocal with her edit after this season was Chelsea, who I think played... A pretty good game and actually had some big moments in the second half of the season but we got nothing of her mm-hmm. and that's an
1: important note for people who aren't i guess super into this show and maybe more of a casual fan is is how much the edit of a player can affect how they're seen by the viewer
0: because a lot of uh chelsea uh, I'm focusing on her because she was the most vocal about it afterwards but a lot of The cast members on this season afterwards said that Chelsea was doing a lot and they were really surprised at her edit. She was physical. She was winning challenges and she was actually behind some of the bigger moves along with the Dom's or Wendell's. Whereas in the edit, uh, they sort of give credit to uh, the, the, the big players.
1: My theory is if you're compelling enough, you'll get the screen time. And that's proven by Dom and Wendell, who are extremely compelling characters.
0: Yeah, so they warranted a lot of screen time, obviously. But I think, it, especially in more recent seasons, it's it's less spread out. I understand less, the debate. Less character development. And they're focusing on the big dogs, which uh, you can make an argument for either side. Back at camp, Michael kind of knows it's every man for himself now. Uh, he talks to Angela, sort of starts playing up how Dom and Wendell are, are dangerous. Uh, he's he's you know, he he's working it. Uh, Michael's really good, honestly. And he he uses every trick in in his book that's available to him. He kind of tells Angela, he's like, hey, remember how uh, the Navidi girls left you out of pretty much every vote? Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so he what,
1: seems to be getting some traction with her
0: or uh, well, or so we think, or because so we then think. she's just like, I'm going to stir up some trouble and instantly goes and talks to Wendell well she goes and tells everybody she goes and tells the girls she, she that uh michael's bringing up their names he goes to Wendell and she goes to Wendell and Dom we get a good line from Wendell here when he says uh michael
1: I liked him that's some mob boss stuff right there because he knows he's gonna get
0: him out uh, yeah well and I think I think this was a good move for Angela because when you're playing with guys, when you have like two, well, like a mafioso type like Dom and then and then another power player, Wendell, is you want to be in their good books. And she was. And she was kind of, this comes up again in this season where she's sort of giving them information that she may or may not supposed to be giving them. Uh, but she was a good asset for them.
1: Yeah, but uh, watching this episode back, I kept thinking like, If I'm Angela, why don't I go along with this plan? It seems like if if I'm in Angela's shoes, I might want to jump ship. And like we're going to say a bunch through the rest of this episode, when there's a shot to take out the big
0: dogs, take it. I honestly think she just, she knew she was going to get further with Dom and and, and Wendell than she was. Right. But if you're going to
1: get far and not win, what are you doing? I don't know. Collecting a bigger
0: paycheck. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) You play to win the game. Yeah. So uh, this kind of just rallies old Navidi. uh, And they just kind of say, all right, Michael's the easy vote. He's bringing up our names. Let's do it. Let's get the kid out. Immunity challenge. It's an eating challenge. It's back. It's back. These are always a good time. Uh, They've been doing them less and less. So this one was the. The first time they'd done it in five seasons since Cambodia was the last time they did it before mm. this, and they have not done it since. Bring it back. I it, wh- like it. Why not? It's, it's fun. It's a standard of Survivor. It is a. It's a classic. And
1: I'm assuming the contestants hate it, but who cares?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's good TV. Uh, so here's some of the things they get to digest in this episode: uh, fish eyes, pretty gross. They have the the classic live beetle larvae, lar, 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 larva? Farva. larvae, 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 larva, larva, and then a sea slug, mm. and then finally the uh, mother of pearl, a clam, a clam, is it a clam? I don't know. I think it's a big clam. It looked almost a
1: little bit like a lobster.
0: I think it's a big clam. Is it a big clam?
1: Yeah. Anyways, we
0: find out that Angela is good at one thing. And that's eating gross foods, I guess. Angela beast this one. She kind of gets like a crazy look in her eye. This one, it's like, she'd sort of been possessed. Like every single time she was eating, it was like, she had this wild look in her eye and she just, you know, just shoved it all up. Where, where is this, where, where, where's this
1: energy from Angela, the rest of the season and other challenges. Like we never see this from her.
0: Well, yeah. And she's like, she like is like jumping up on the table and like rock, like, I don't know. It it was, it was, it was fun. She doesn't even chew. She just inhales like with the sea slugs. It's Well, yeah, she's able to get it. I mean, so from what I can see, the sea slug is like maybe five inches long, six mm-hmm. inches long. And she just swallows it all. She isn't able to get the second one down, but like mm-hmm. it's just crazy. We get down to the final round and it is Michael facing off against Angela and Angela again just just beasts it. And so she wins. She wins immunity, individual immunity. And I love at the end of this one, Michael goes back and he says to Probst, he's like, you know, I'm, I am just want to finish it just to see I can do it's just to say I did it. And Probst, you can like see him get like a little hot and bothered. Mm hmm. Like it's so, his son. So he so he downs it. And then afterwards, Probst is like, Michael, why was that so important for you to accomplish that? <laughs> and Michael's like, I'm only going to eat this once. Probably only going to play Survivor once. And Probst is like, uh. Oh,
1: he's probably thinking, um, you're probably going to play again at
0: some point. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also just like, but I, he just loves these moments where it's just like people being like, I just want to say I did it. It's for It's for my personal achievement. Yes. I I love inspirational probes. So they get back to camp and uh, Michael's scrambling. He wants to stick with the Wendell vote. Uh, The ladies want to split between Libby and Michael, the Navidi ladies. And uh, they want to pull in Laurel and Donathan, which is a, a common move in this back half of the season because they are tight with Dom and Wendell. However, Everybody else doesn't really know how tight they are with Dom and Wendell.
1: And they keep thinking that it's obvious that they would want to get them out. So they're thinking, of course, we'll bring them in because everyone collectively knows we have to get rid of these big targets. I will say that Michael at this point is also a big
0: target to everyone and rightfully so. Exactly. And so they sort of start their play in Libby and Michael against each other. They're going to split the votes because they know that Michael has the idol finding uh, a knack for finding idols. They sort of figure that out um, before Tribal Council. But what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. We go to Tribal Council. I think this is an interesting discussion that they have. They're discussing coattailers versus big threats. Mm. Which is a theme this season. Oh, a a big theme because we we have two enormous players. And we have a bunch of other people that are riding their coattails. Well, they're not even riding their coattails. They know they want to get them out and then they they don't they just
1: continuously don't
0: yeah so i don't think it's even coattail riding it's just like they just they just don't get them out and it's it's weird because dom and wendell
1: do such a great job of leveraging their idol even at this point in the season like they both have hidden immunity idols there's i don't know if it's if everyone knows for sure that they both have one but everyone knows that they think they have them and they leverage that just the idea that they might have one over people so well.
0: Yeah, well, and well, and you see that later on. I mean, they have them, and Wendell. I mean, this is more Dom, but yeah, just that his ability to make people think, just the confusion about how many idols does he have, how many advantages does he have. It's he's kind of like a, it's like a myth. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of like they know that Dom's pockets are full. They don't know with what, <laughs> but he's probably pulling something out. I love that term, pockets full. It comes up a couple times. Jonathan says that a bunch. To me, this kind of felt like the actual merge vote because while the Chris vote was awesome, it was Chris versus Dom. It wasn't two sides facing off. Mm -hmm. It was Chris versus Dom. And it was a pretty uniform vote uh, for Chris other than a few stray votes for Libby. So this one is sort of the line in the sand. Michael plays... His Aussie idol. He plays the stick and he says, this one's for Aussie. And Jeff, you know, he had this one teed up. He says, this is not just a stick anymore. <laughs> it's the quote, you know? Yes. <laughs> from the season. It's in the intro. We like that one. So obviously, I mean, it, it's funny when those, because I feel like Jeff Probst is very natural a lot of the time. And it's, it's, it's a lot of just, you know, off the cuff. But I, at that moment, I was like, Jeff. He had that one planned. So either you, yeah, you planned it. Somebody told you to say it. You knew that was coming. So Wendell gets one vote. uh, Michael gets a few. Rester for Libby. Libby goes home. Not a major loss, I don't think. Well, again, somebody who just didn't get any screen time, really.
1: And she seemed. It seemed like she got pushed to the outside pretty quickly and could not rebound from it.
0: Next episode. It's a big Desi episode. We it start is a big Desi episode. They start. I feel like in every Survivor season, the food doesn't play as much as big a part anymore. But in at least one episode, they have to feature all of the confessionals being like, Oh, we're so hungry. Oh my god, I could use some food right now. I can't believe this is so hard. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. And there's Where, always some tears. Whereas like Early Survivor. That was like every episode. It, it was the was whole just, show. It was just them being like, wow, we're really hungry. Whereas this one, they're just like, oh, yeah, right. This is a survival show, technically. We'll we'll give the people what they want. So we learn a little bit about Desi. She was homeless. She says it uh, gave her what she needed to play Survivor. Uh, and I think we start to see her come out of her shell a little bit. And she starts to... At least try to make
1: bigger moves, and she realizes that she needs to be bold and make bold moves in order to win the game. I think the problem we see with a player like Desi is I don't think she has the strategy or the the finer. She doesn't she doesn't handle things with care. I don't find, and so I think I think that's why things kind of blow up on her is that she she wants to be bold but doesn't necessarily know how to go about doing it.
0: Well, I think it was a good strategy. So what happens is Desi goes to the old Malolo and says, hey, I'm down to flip on the old Navidi. Uh, We know that Wendell and Dom are super dangerous. Let's take out one of their numbers. Somebody like Kellen. I think it was a good strategy, but the thing was... She just doesn't handle it with care. Well, I think she does. The thing is, nobody knows that Laurel is as tight with Dom and Wendell as she is. That's the only flaw in this, because Laurel is the one, she's sort of the whistleblower and goes to Dom and Wendell and says, hey... Here's what's going on. Other than that, it was airtight. But there's multiple whistleblowers within this this tribe, though. But yeah, I do.
1: Obviously, Laurel is the big one.
0: Well, it was Laurel. And then I think everybody else sort of jumped ship on her after they realized that the plan was was mm-hmm. broken up. But I think, again, I think it's just credit to Wendell and, and Dom being able to keep it on the down low how tight they were with Jonathan and Laurel. Next up is a reward challenge. We got there's uh, we're, the paddling in boats, paddling. We love paddling on Survivor you got to rescue team members from cages. I always find the cages ones kind of weird. Yeah. It, I don't know why. I, I agree. I know what you mean. people are just kind of standing around for most of the challenge. Like, yeah,
1: it's not a fun job to have. It's not the, it's not the fun, glorious task to be the person that sits in the cage, you know? Yeah.
0: So you get, yeah, you rescue the team members from cages. They have keys. Later on, you unlock the puzzle pieces, and then you solve the puzzle.
1: A very survivory challenge.
0: Yes. The reward, you get to be flown by a chopper. Uh, for a picnic. One person, unfortunately, will not be chosen for this reward challenge. That is Donathan. Orange gets out to a big lead in this one because the other team doesn't know how to paddle. Mm-hmm. Dom keep, keeps going the wrong way. They keep drifting away. So they get a big lead and uh, they win one. Good good for uh, that team. Angela gets sent to Ghost Island. So on reward, Michael tries to uh, work it a little bit. He's out there with some of the V D people. Um, he's using himself as he's saying, hey, I am now a number. I'm I'm by myself. I'm a lone wolf. Use me. Use me to get somebody out. You have to appreciate Michael's fight in this season. Like the guy is against the wall
1: like the entire time and he just keeps scrapping his way. Obviously, he doesn't go too
0: far, but he keeps fighting and I really like that. Well, yeah, he uses every trick that he has as a big fan that he knows will work. And um, he gets himself further than I think was expected just because he, you know, he was on the outs a lot. This is the time where a player like him
1: usually does go out. So, I mean, he got as far as he might expect, but I still think he probably could have gone farther. Had he not been, had he not had so much thrown at
0: him, and I feel like he had a lot of bad luck, honestly. Well, and he was outed as a big player due to his position in the game. I don't think I think he could have held his cards a little bit closer to his chest if uh, he had been in better tribe situations. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the ability to keep his cards close to his chest, so he tries to work them. Uh, everyone on the wards kind of gives him the courteous, oh yeah, totally. At Ghost Island, Angela gets to play the game, the bamboo picking game. Pick one. Pick one. Uh, Again, I I have down here. I love the music and sound effects. That's just Ghost Island. It's very spooky. It's very mysterious. I don't know why. I specifically noticed them on this one. They really amped it up for Angela. Mm -hmm. So she plays. uh, She gets. It's a two out of three chance that she can pick uh, an advantage. The third chance is uh, no vote. And uh, for classic Angela, She loses her vote.
1: It's fitting that Angela loses her
0: vote on this one. Again, I feel like it's, again, I know it's completely up to chance, but just like, and I know there's odds on this, but like, what are the odds? Mm -hmm. Like, just pick one of the other ones. (laughs) Again, I know it's, I know it's hard, high pressure, You know, and you don't know what's going on, but come on, two out of three. So back at camp, Donathan is still, uh, he's open. He's listening to Desi talk about flipping on Nabidi. Uh, he's into it as he has been for a while. He keeps, he's always the one with Laurel saying, all right, it's time to make a big move. Let's go chop, chop. Hey, we should probably get those two guys out. Eh? Laurel is still not quite buying it. So that's why she goes to tell Dom and Wendell what the tea is.
1: And it's an interesting internal debate that Lauren that Laurel's having at this point. She's looking at Dom and Wendell as major safety nets for her and a chance to get her further in the game. But she also realizes, A, she can't beat them, and B, she realizes just how powerful they are. What I don't think she realizes at this time, though, is that how difficult it will be to eventually get them out. Because I think she's keep she keeps pushing it back, thinking that, oh, she'll eventually be able to get these guys out. And it's interesting to see the internal debate that she has at this point, knowing what happens going forward.
0: Well, and I think there's also just like straight up just fear. You've seen what people, what happens to people who have worked against Dom at this point in the game. They, they're, they're not, they're no longer with us. Mm-hmm. They're swimming with the fishes. So, <laughs> so she, I think she knows if, if they're going to take a shot, you better hit, it has to be a hit or else. They'll be coming for you You next. Don't cross him. So, Dom in turn goes to tell Kellen and is like, Hey, uh, your good friend, uh, Desi, is coming after you. And Kellen doesn't believe that. I think her quote is, I don't believe that. (laughs) Because she's, I mean, she's been close with Desi and Chelsea the whole game. She considers that those two as her solid final three alliance. She says, They would never turn on me like that. Narrator, they did. Uh, (laughs) Michael goes on an idol hunt. Uh, For some reason, he lets Donathan come with him, Mm -hmm. which
1: proves to be not a good
0: idea. Well, because especially he he says something. And again, Michael, Michael and Dom, both big fans of the Dig Deep Doctrine. Rule number one, he says, I think it's one of the biggest mistakes you can make in this game to share with someone that you have that you have a hidden immunity idol. We agree. Yeah, it's the golden rule. Good man. Don't do that. So they go out and uh, and Donathan finds an idol while they're looking. I mean, they're looking separately, but I I think they were sort of looking together.
1: And he finds a really cool one. I, I like this one.
0: Yeah. So it is Scott's idol from Karong. It Scott's is Scott's, or is it Jason's?
1: Because it's technically Jason, and he gives it to Scott, well, and then Scott goes home with it's it. In,
0: it's in, we'll, we'll it's call in Scott's it, possession. Yes. So the story behind this idol. Spoilers for Survivor Kaorong season thirty-two. I guess in five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. So Scott, in in Kaorong, there is a super idol. You have to find the two halves of it, and they become a super idol. And Ty
1: has the other half. And the vote has been read out, and Scott's voted
0: out. And their plan. Was to use the super idol. They knew they were being really cocky about it. They're like, we can do whatever we want because we can use this super idol after the vote to save one of us.
1: And they say, Ty, we doing this? And Ty says, No. No. Nope.
0: Nice guy. So that was a bad. Yeah, that was that must have stung for Scott. So that I. That's a very cursed idol. And it's just a cool one. Like I. Yeah, I just
1: I love the history with that one. I love the history of all the idols in that. And like we said, it's we do like the twist this season.
0: Well, and I like the story because, uh, so of course, originally it's two immunity idols that are immunity idols on their own. They can come together and be a super idol. However, they have lost their power. So now you need both of them for them to just be one regular idol. So I think that's fun. And Donovan still has to find the second half,
1: but he knows where it is. The note
0: tells him that it's underneath their shelter. Here's my thing. They often do the under the shelter bit for hidden idols. Why wouldn't you just take a peek under the shelter every day, you know? Hmm. Interesting.
1: (laughs) You'd you'd probably do good on this show, sir.
0: Well, I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, you know that like, again, they probably wouldn't. But just take a peek and you'd need to get it on the exact right day. But like, you know, can't hurt.
1: I'd be constantly subtly looking for idols, like, you know, kicking a little dirt around here Mm. and there,
0: poking around in trees at all times. Kind of like what Dom does. He says he's scouting it out all the time. I'm very much like him. Very much. So he goes and uh, he's trying to get the idol out from under the shelter. And he's there with the other members of the original Malolo. Donathan
1: doesn't hide panic on his face very well. He's a very, he's very easy to read. So I think he's sitting there and you can very clearly tell he's kind of flustered, kind of trying to find something. And like,
0: and Dom and Chelsea are sitting like five meters away. (laughs) And yeah, like I said, Donathan doesn't hide it well. I don't know, like nine feet for anybody in in the States, I guess. (laughs) We use meters. (laughs) Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. So anyway, he gets some help from uh, Michael and Co., and they help him, and uh, and he finds it. So he has a full-fledged immunity idol. It has matured <laughs> into a real idol when he well, gets both pieces. Well, did this one mature, or was it? Is it sort of like a a missed connection type thing? You know, like on Craigslist, it's mm, like right looking for. Hey, I passed my, you in look, the mall the other looking day. Looking for my second half. <laughs> <laughs> we move into an immunity challenge. This is a good one. Uh, balancing balls on a platform held up by uh, two ropes. And then at 10-minute intervals, you move back on the rope, making it more difficult. A good endurance challenge. I like this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chelsea wins this immunity challenge. Chelsea is, as I referenced earlier, somebody who didn't get a lot of screen time, who wins... Well, this is her first immunity win. That is the allusion I will give to that. (laughs) Afterwards, the quote from Dom, he knows that... He knows about the little the 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 coup coming from Desi and her trying to rally the Malolos. He says the goats are coming together.
1: Ooh, I like that quote.
0: He's not wrong. And he
1: had to expect this. It's like he he's probably thinking why aren't these people trying like why aren't they trying to get me out at every moment? I'd be thinking that if I was in his position.
0: Well, and the thing is now,
1: playing with fear. He says it so many times.
0: Yeah. Well, and the thing is now, So he talked to Kellen earlier on, let her know what's up. And then Kellen comes back and she wants to go after Dom. Not for any of, like, the strategic reasons that we've mentioned, but because she says he's too paranoid. And she doesn't like that he thinks that Desi is coming after her. Maybe this is just, like, denial on her part. Like, she just really wanted to trust them. But, like, he was looking out for her.
1: Yeah. And you need need to be, like... You need to be paranoid. You need to play with fear. And that obviously Dom talks about it a lot. That helps him in this game. Like that's not a bad thing. And obviously, yeah,
0: he was right to be paranoid. So this is where it kind of starts to unravel for Desi because Kellen goes back to them and is like, hey, listen to this crazy thing Dom said. He said that you were trying to vote me out. <laughs> it all just
1: blows up in Desi's face and
0: it kind of it it's a little bit hard to see, I guess, or hard to watch, but. Well, and then it's it's kind of the situation's kind of confusing because then Desi goes because she sort of just by kind of the process of elimination, she goes, okay well, it must have been Laurel that told them that. So she goes to confront Laurel in the middle of camp. She's with the Malolos, or at least this is kind of how it's depicted. And. So she's kind of confronting Laurel, going, you know, why did you blow up the plan? Why did you blow up the plan? Why'd you do this? Why'd you tell them? And then Wendell walks up, and she sort of changes her tune. She goes, "Why are you, you know, why are you coming after Kellen? Mm-hmm. Or why? Or why are you? Why are you lying to them about this?" And Laurel's kind of like, "What are you talking about?" Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, just really confused. So Kellen, later on, I mean, this is quite a. It's a heated moment. Kind of weird. Just a little classic confrontation. While this is going on, Dom, as he alluded to earlier, he doesn't. He the goats are getting together, so he goes to Michael and he says, "You know what, man? We're bringing you in. We're calling you up." Well, says we got to keep the we got to keep the strong people together because uh, the 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 weak ones are revolting. Not like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like a like a revolt, and then. But I, I think it's interesting because Dom, I mean, he's ultimately looking out for Kellen's best interests, and then he he wants Michael on his side to continue to help her. But then she's concerned that Michael is working with Dom, and then gets concerned about the strong guy's thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's all just sort of none of this episode meshed. Like it was all everybody was on different pages. This episode is a bit of a cluster
1: f. We're not allowed to swear on this podcast, but yeah, it, it's for the kids. It's for the kids. It, it, it's weird how it, it's, it's just a weird episode heading to
0: tribal. They get into Desi versus Laurel right away. They just sort of arrow both sides. And so Laurel straight up just like, yeah, I mean, Desi came to me. She said uh, she wanted to get Kellen out. I went to Dom and then Desi denied it. And then Desi's like, no, you're lying. Here's my thing that I like about Desi. So she gets caught in this lie and she doesn't really backpedal very well, but I can at least respect that she stands by it. Like she really tries to dig herself out of this hole. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, she tried to make a big move and it blew up on her and like, you got to keep fighting. You're not just going to, you know, go home. Like you got to
0: keep fighting. Yeah. Well, and she's sort of, I guess she's not really owning it, but I, I do respect that she, she stood by it. Like, The ability to just blindly stand behind your lie is admirable. Like, everyone is just like, no, you're lying. And you're like, I'm not, I swear. (laughs) No, we know you're lying. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. So I think, uh, again, I think Desi, I don't know. Do you think there was any way she could have dug herself out of this one? Do you think coming clean would have done anything? I think once
1: she had kind of put herself... Kind of, she put herself on the outside and then at this point in the season they were just looking for someone to pick off and if you're painting yourself a target and it, like i said she didn't handle it with enough care she had strategy she wanted to be bold didn't handle it with care and it blows up in her face
0: and it truly does blow up in her face because uh she goes home michael who has been their target for a while stays another vote he had i think there were two michael votes revealed staying alive It's a good thing for Angela because she didn't have a vote for this one. Good thing that uh, nothing, like, I mean, it was, they did have the numbers against Desi. Good thing that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) good thing they didn't need her vote because that could have been pretty bad. So following that big tribal, Laurel is feeling very good because she feels that Dom, Wendell and Kellen sort of owe her their lives because she, as I said earlier, kind of blew the whistle on it. On the, on the whole plan to get rid of Kellen. However, Kellen does not feel the same way. Mm-hmm. She's sort of like, eh, I'll do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, this just is a very telling thing about Laurel's game because her game is very reliant on loyalty. And very reliant on just...
1: Just building relationships with people and having people trust her. She's such a trustworthy figure in this season. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: and just showing like, because that has worked for her. And so she's kind of going, you know, why wouldn't Kellen? Why wouldn't Kellen and I be cool? Because, you know, I, I did this for her and we've, you know, I've 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 proved my loyalty, you know, just like with Dom and Wendell. We're tight now. I've proved myself. You know, why? Why can't we all just be friends?
1: hmm. Laurel's relationship building in this season, I think, is pretty underrated. She does
0: such a great job. Again, she kind of sits back quiet. Uh, some people don't like her game. I think she's just really intelligent. I think she lacks killer instinct, I think. Yes. But she didn't pull the trigger when she, she, she didn't needed pull to. the trigger. But I think ultimately, I mean, listening to her talk, she's very intelligent. Yeah. Um... She knows what's going on, and socially she is good, because she is just that person that, again, is just very trustworthy. And most people, other than, I don't know, Kellen, uh, seem to trust her.
1: And Laurel understands the importance of information and what you do with that information, whether she keeps it to herself or she shares it or who she shares it with. Laurel's understanding of how that works in the game is honestly brilliant, and it's something that I don't think she gets enough credit for.
0: Well, and I think because this is sort of where... She's locked in with Dom and Wendell, where Wendell, because Wendell had been kind of going, I'm getting kind of weird vibes from Laurel. But at this point they go, okay, she saved us. She didn't have to. She could have taken a shot and she didn't. So we're going to ride with her.
1: And we also get an interesting moment from Dom and Wendell here because they realized their own position in the game. And I'm going to swear here, and maybe you can blur it out, out, Mm -hmm. but they say to each other, we can't with each other they realize at this point in the game that they need each other to get to the end. They, they recognize that they're both a shield for each other and together they're going to get farther than they would apart.
0: Well, cause if they, I mean, at this point in the game, if they went at each other, if one of them went home, the next guy would be next. They'd be next. So I think, yeah, they realize, I mean, they'd sort of, they'd sort of talked about this earlier on in the season, but this is sort of where we solidify it, where we see them. Go, all right, we got to take this to like, you know, at least the five. They're
1: thing at this point, they're thinking, get it to four or five and then take the shot, which is what they need to do. They know what they need to do at this point, And it's just it's brilliant foreshadowing in a way. Mm-hmm.
0: And after this, Dom does say he is willing to take a shot at Wendell when he's ready
1: mm-hmm. on his terms. And they both recognize and admit that they do eventually need to take that shot.
0: Mm hmm. So Dom being the smart player that he is, he recognizes that uh, an idol was played uh, two tribals ago. So that means there's probably one that's back out or an advantage. So he goes on a little hunt and he finds something. That something is uh, David's fake idol from Millennials versus Gen X. Mm -hmm. This is maybe one of the best fake idols in Survivor history, just in terms of like, construction design. That's what I have in my notes. One of the best fake idols in Survivor history. <laughs> it it looks like and he he modeled it after the real idols that season. So it was believable. He put it in a coconut, which is where some of the idols were found that season. At 10 out of 10.
1: You have to sell it and David obviously did such a great job. Spoilers for Millennials Gen X. And that that's just such a fun play too with Jay getting, getting taken out that way because I had Jay on my list of players I'd like to see come back and yeah, he was so much fun, and that whole fake idol thing was, was great, and it was great to see it come back. And I like that Survivor leans into the corniness a bit, and they make sure that you know that this tainted
0: idol has not matured into a real idol. Your opportunity to gain power lies in your ability to fool another player. I like this little twist, though. Like,
1: just putting... Because this... Because you could easily sell this to someone as as this coming back as a real idol because Aussie's stick idol matured into a real idol. This idol has not matured enough to be a real idol and it's still a fake and you have to fool someone. I like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that It's it's very doable because a lot of the time with like a fake idol, you have your work cut out for you trying to convince people that it's real. However, in this case, as you said, all the context of the previous idols, some being fake, you could easily say, this matured
1: yeah that's i like that it's it's very easily sellable this one and and obviously foreshadowing again it it does come into play and i like this twist and it's they can't just put a million idols
0: out there yeah exactly and i thought i thought it was interesting because i i couldn't remember exactly what happened with this one when i when And I came back to this one and I thought I was I was trying to remember back. I was going, does he plant it? Does somebody find it? Because that's kind of what that's what David did. That would have been interesting, too. Something else happens. But
1: there's multiple options with that. Like, I I know what you mean. That's what I first thought, too, was I would plant that and try and fool someone that way. Or you give it to someone and make them and then you put the votes on them or something. Something like that was what I was thinking you would do.
0: So we head into an immunity challenge, and this immunity challenge is very interesting. And I think it it kind of follows a similar trend uh, to a season that we just watched, Fiji. And we hated this one in <laughs> Fiji, and I hate it in this one too. So essentially, uh, they it's individual immunity. Two people will win immunity, and two people will be voted out uh, at tribal council. They're going to be split into two tribes. Those two tribes each do their individual Challenge altogether. The last person remaining from each tribe. Wins uh, wins immunity. For themselves. And then they go. Within these two split tribes. To tribal council and vote somebody out.
1: I really 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 dislike this twist. Because you're putting so much. Of the game. Is, is just going down to luck. And obviously we'll get to what happens. But it does end up screwing one of the players. And.
0: I just don't, I don't like the splitting them up part. I just, I don't know why they have to do that. Well, and again, I think it's kind of funny that these are the two seasons that we've done Fiji and ghost Island, but I don't, I was going to say, I has don't, it come up I don't in other that, seasons? I don't I, think it has. I don't think Not so. Not that I can think of. Not that I can recall. And
1: there's, what, there's the possibility that, like, obviously they had protection in their idols, but what if Dom and Wendell get split up? And, of course, just based on pure luck, they're on the same team in this thing with Laurel. And, of course, Michael's on that team, too. It, it's just you're getting screwed by luck.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So this is actually a really interesting challenge uh, just in itself, the actual challenge. So you're kind of holding up. A metal mechanism and it's kind of attached to like a kind of like a trough and it's, it's holding trapping a, a ball, holding a ball up. So I think just a really good endurance challenge. So, again, they're kind of they're they're doing that. They're chilling as they do standing. They're there enduring, holding, standing there, holding things as they do. Chelsea wins another one.
1: Challenge beast. No. Her,
0: her second individual immunity idol and also the third individual, fourth individual immunity won by a woman. No man has won yet. Interesting. This season. Dom and Wendell are on the same tribe. It comes down to them and they will not give in. I like that. Because the thing is, they could make a deal. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're buddies. They're buddies and their tribe is the last one there.
1: And I love that they're buddies, but they're talking smack the whole time too, which is just—I love that. I love the camaraderie. Well, yeah, there.
0: it's like a—it's like a brother relationship, or like like really good friends. They're just making fun of each other, mm-hmm. and just like just you know, just so macho, just like oh, I'm gonna last longer than you are. I'm not losing this one, bro. So eventually, they they duke it out, and eventually Wendell Wendell uh, Wendell's arms give out. Dom wins.
1: Which is surprising. I thought Wendell would have won that one. Um, I, I never think that Dom's always the challenge beast or like an endurance beast, but he pulls it
0: out in this one. He wins a few. So they get back to camp. So here are the two tribes that are going to be going to council. They, uh, they have uh, Kellen, Wendell, Michael, Laurel, and Dom. So on that one, I mean... Kellen Wendell Pretty obvious who the target's going to be. Kellen Wendell, Laurel and Dom are of course working together. On the other tribe it is Donathan, Chelsea, Jenna, Sebastian and Angela. So on that one we have the original Navidi of Sebastian, Angela and Chelsea and then Donathan and Jenna. Michael still on his desperation plays, he tells Kellen that he has an idol and she just believes him right away. <laughs> because he's proven that he can find them. Well, so this was kind of weird to me because, again, this is this is might be within the edit, but we see him kind of like pull her aside and they have like a chat. And I'm kind of thinking, like, I don't recall them interacting ever before. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's an editing
1: thing because you're you're probably talking to literally every single person out there. You're out there all day. Yeah. So it's an editing thing. But I, I agree with I know what you're saying. It was kind of weird to see those
0: two come together. Well, and and then and then like there's the level of trust of, you know, Kellen believing him right away. So that's kind of where I was like, you know, what aren't we seeing here? Like just based on the edit, I'm like these two haven't worked together at all. But what kind of relationship do they have? We don't really know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Less relationship building. So she believes him right away. Mm -hmm. Which I think is funny, because why wouldn't he be going around telling people he had an idol? (laughs) Because he knows. Uh, He wants to, he goes and asks Donathan, since Donathan, he sort of helped him find his idol. He says, hey, do you mind if I just hold on to your idol just to show people? And Donathan's just straight up, no. Instantly. Like, not doesn't even take a second to think about it. No, No. not doing it. So at, at that moment, I think... Michael sort of realized he went, oh, okay. I might be going home. And here. Uh, well, yeah. And I think he also realized that like Jonathan isn't with him. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not working together They're They, even if it was a regular vote, they weren't going to be doing a Malolo thing. It's just,
1: and he's probably thinking at the same time that he's just played his hand and it's, it's failed. Like, cause now he has no leverage because people know that he doesn't have an idol at this point. If he's going to Jonathan asking for his to just to show him, show it to other people.
0: Then he's played his hand and people know he doesn't have it. Easy target to vote out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Kellen uh, tells Dom that Michael said he has an idol. She's like, she's really stressed out about it. And Dom's just like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have it. (laughs) She's like, he's like, did he he
1: show it to you? She's like, no. (laughs) And that just goes to the difference, the different levels of, of knowledge of the game and knowledge of people. Like Dom's understanding of the game and understanding
0: of people is... Incredible. Well, and she called him paranoid last episode. Exactly. Which <laughs> which she tried to vote him out for. hmm Weird. So, Kellen, because she's worried, she wants to throw a vote at Laurel just to be safe. Because it would be, in this case, if the three of Dom, Wendell, and Laurel vote for Michael, whoever Michael votes for, votes for and then whoever... It would create a tie. Would create a tie. If... Michael does have an idol. So she goes uh, and is, you know, trying to get Wendell and Dom on board. Maybe throwing one, one extra vote at Laurel just in case. Mm-hmm. And again, because she doesn't know how tight they are.
1: It is it is an interesting theme for the second half is that people aren't aware how close Laurel is. And that, again, like I've said it a couple times now, it goes back to how strong her social
0: game is and how delicate she is with information Mm -hmm. well and even just again just the the knowledge of you know when when you can talk to them when you can be seen talking to them like I think again like they that's the thing that sort of doesn't add up in this season is how did they not know because Donathan and Laurel did vote with Dom and Wendell every single vote after the merge how did they not know hmm it it's interesting. I have I have some theories, but it's
1: yeah. I I think it's more it's more of an att- a testament to how good Laurel plays as to the lack of
0: understanding of the other players. I think it is more Laurel. Well, yeah. I think she needs to sell it. So, and she does obviously. So, Donathan on the other tribe. Donathan and Jenner are kind of chatting. And uh, she tells or he tells her that he has an idol and that he will play it for her. Because the votes he's kind of playing up uh, that the votes are likely coming his or her way because they are old Malolo, Mm -hmm. not leading on to that. He's sort of been working with Navidi the entire time. (laughs) And Jenna is really mean about it. She then in in her confessional, she's like, Donathan's an idiot. (laughs) Well, some interesting foreshadowing again. <laughs> maybe, maybe that karma is going to come back to bite you, Jenna. Jenna. <laughs> don't maybe be mean. You shouldn't be mean to Donathan, Jenna. Well, just don't be outright mean to people. Oh. Attack their game. So, well, get right into trouble, I guess. So, Jenna, she thinks that she's getting Donathan's idol. So she's playing it up pretty poorly that she's the one going home. She's just kind of like, well, you know, yeah, I know it's me, like. That sounds like Jenna normally though. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, so they go and cast the votes. This one was pretty straightforward. And uh Jonathan plays his idol for himself. And you can just see that moment in Jenna's face where she just goes, "Oh no. Oh, I'm home. I've <laughs> made a, I've made a huge mistake." <laughs> <laughs> so she does go home. She was obviously, I mean her I mean, was this was good strategy on Donathan's part. I mean, mm-hmm. she didn't campaign against him or anything. And I mean, he did have his idol anyway, but he reassured her. He was like, yeah, I'll use my idol for you. And she just went, all right. Done. <laughs> We're good. Sounds good. I won't attempt anything. I, you know, there was probably more talking behind the scenes, but she uh, really thought she didn't have to. Moving on to the tribal number two of this episode. So Kellen is still you can just tell she's very very scared, very very uncomfortable. A little paranoid maybe. Even though they have the numbers. Uh I think it's really funny she like Jeff's like, you know, all, uh, Michael, what do you think like all eyes have kind of been on you, you know, for the past few votes. And Kellen's like, <laughs> of course they have. Look at him. And I think that <laughs> I love that Good moment. good looking guy. And he is. And then Michael <laughs> I love Michael's response. He just says, thank you. Because <laughs> that guy probably gets that every single day of his life. <laughs> Must be nice, hey? Just yeah. like, you're so handsome. <laughs> <sighs> Thanks. Thanks, I guess. Uh, again? <laughs> <laughs> Kellen uses her extra vote and votes for Laurel. So she puts both on Laurel. Uh, that causes a tie. There is two votes Michael, two votes Laurel, and then one vote Wendell, and one vote for Kellen from Laurel. So they go to the revote. And Michael goes home.
1: Obviously. When you have the shot there, you're gonna stack it on him and take
0: him out. Here's something I realized afterwards. Kellen didn't use her extra vote in the revote and she had it. The the extra vote counts for the regular vote and then also revotes afterwards.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: And so she she addressed this in an AMA and she said she just honestly forgot. <laughs>
1: I mean it didn't really matter. Obviously Michael's going.
0: It didn't. Like she could have if she really if she really wanted to stir things up, she could have put another one on Laurel. Uh but she just said it was there's a lot going on. You know, your your plan's already kinda gone weird and you're you're revoting and you so but it but anyway, just I think that's interesting. She's the kind of person that gets flustered too, so I guess that would make sense. I think it's funny. So Michael goes home. This is a Dom stands up and like gives him a hug and he's just like, "You're the man. You hear me?" It's like, <laughs> Dom. Michael doesn't need to hear that from you. Yeah, Michael doesn't need to hear this stuff all day, every day. You're the man. He knows. You hear me? <laughs> he's just like, and I get like, he's he is young. They don't know exactly how young he is, but Dom's probably like, "All right, you know, we probably just ruined this guy's life, just like mentally." Anyway, it's a nice move. I'm just like, he doesn't, you know, he's he's gonna be okay, Dom. Yeah, the guy's gonna be fine. He's moving into his uh, famous TikToker girlfriend's house. So, so things are fine. Things are okay. Yeah. Afterwards, moving on to the next episode, uh, Kellen just admits right away to throwing both both votes on Laurel. They kind of by canceling. Yeah, doing a little math. And they're like, hey, there was an extra vote. It wasn't any of us. Oh, Kellen. Oh, hey. And she's was just, it you? She's just like, yep, it was me. So that obviously leaves Laurel. Uh, unsure about where she stands because she was, and although she did vote for Kellen, mm-hmm. but, you know, one episode ago, she was like, yeah, Kellen owes me her life, so we're good friends now.
1: Mm-hmm. And all this does is push her closer to Dom and Wendell, too. And away from Kellen. And away from the goats, as Dom would put them.
0: hmm This episode, we jump right into a reward challenge, and it's a family visit. oh. Yay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Always an emotional one.
0: Always an emotional one. Everyone's always crying. Again, I I don't think you'd know what it's like till you're out there. I'm always sitting on the couch going like, ah, come on. Well, let's skip past this past. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, So we have a big assortment of people. Uh,
1: My one note here is that Donathan's aunt looks exactly how you think she'll look. Aunt
0: Patty. Mm Mm-hmm. She look. She seems very nice. She does seem very nice. Uh, I'll just go over some of the highlights from this one. I mean, so Jonathan's aunt comes. Jonathan's very concerned about how his his mom and grandma are doing because he takes care of them. She says they're fine. It's all good. I think that's a big. I think that's a big weight lifted off of him. And I wonder if this is sort of a transformative moment for Jonathan because he had been very worried about that up until this point. And while he doesn't mention anything specifically about this, um, you know, kind of getting a weight off of his shoulders but he plays a very different game after this point. Mhm. He starts to uh try and play a bit more bold at this point. And I
1: think it's cuz he realizes that he's close enough to winning the game that he needs to start
0: playing with more aggression. Mhm. And so I think again just having that kind of yeah, lifted off his shoulders, he kind of goes you know, you know kind of zoned in on why am I out here? I'm playing for my family.
1: And I think Let's the real the realization that he needs to get Dom and Wendell starts at this point too like He's kind of been using them and he knows that he needs to get them out. But at this point, he starts to really, the, the wheels start to turn that, oh, we have to get them out really quickly. And obviously I think he goes a
0: bit too aggressive with it, but he, the wheels are turning at this point. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this was the exact moment, but it seems like a logical turning point in mm-hmm. the game for him. I see um, I see
1: what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: We get Wendell and his dad, Kellen's older brother comes, uh, Angela's daughter. Chelsea's sister.
1: If I was on Survivor, you'd come. My roommate. Really? Here's here's your roommate, Brendan. Come on out. And yeah. You'd be like, hey, buddy, what's up? Give you a handshake up, or
0: something. bro? What up, bro? Let's no, win this no, thing. No crying. <laughs> oh, we'd be bawling, bro. <laughs> so also there's uh, Laurel's brother and Sebastian's sister. And then Dom's wife, who is uh, a very... Very much like Dom. Yeah, the, I I agree. They're like the same person. They are very perfect for each other. Yeah, exactly. That's the exactly what very, I very very passionate people. Mm-hmm. So getting into this challenge, this balancing beams, grabbing sandbags. This one is a... it's a survivor it's, challenge. It's fine. So Sebastian wins this one. Yay! He gets to pick three people. To come on reward with him and their loved ones. He picks Dom and Wendell and also a Donathan. Hashtag the boys. The boys. However, Jeff Probst, he's a sneaky guy, isn't he? I love this. I really love that they kind of put stakes on love. So Jeff offers, he says, Sebastian, it's your choice here. Somebody has to go to Ghost Island. You can go if you want. Somebody that already... You've already chosen for the reward can go or one of the other people can go. The twist is whoever goes immediately gets an advantage. No strings attached.
1: They know that they're getting an advantage. And it's also important to note that it goes in that order. So Sebastian can choose himself first. Then it goes to the three people he picked. Then it goes to
0: uh, to the people not selected. So he Sebastian's like, no, nah, I want to do my family visit. But anybody, anybody who I picked, do you guys want to go? That's fine. Wendell instantly. It's like, yeah, I'll take
1: it. Uh, let's pause here for a sec. Because if I'm in Sebastian's shoes, not knowing what the advantage is gonna be, which we'll get to, there is no chance I'm not going. I would instantly I you're gonna see your family in a couple weeks. Instantly I'd be going to Ghost Island if I win that that challenge.
0: Well, and again, like I, I know it's like, you know, we don't know the stress that these people are under, and it must be great to see your families. However, if it was me, I would be having a conversation with I don't know it would probably be my mom. And I'd say, Mom, you're gonna get a free trip to Fiji and that's it. Because uh if I if I get a chance to do better in the game by giving up our visit. The game comes before you is what I'll be telling my my loved one. And I think they would understand. I think they'd exactly go get that bag. (laughs) Wendell's Wendell's dad's fine
1: with that. Wendell's dad's probably thinking, Great, I'm happy my son
0: Well, and that's what, that's sort of what Wendell said. They didn't necessarily talk about that specific situation, but he said he and his dad had a conversation before the game and his dad basically said, you know, you're going out there for one reason, go get it done.
1: You're, you're out there for a reason. You're out there to win Survivor at all costs. I'd be, yeah, for me, it was just, and I, I don't want to rip on Sebastian more than, than I'm probably going to, but like, That just seems so obvious to me that if you're given a, a, uh, like, without even thinking about it, you're given an advantage in the game, I'm taking it instantly, and I don't know why he doesn't.
0: Me neither. We'll never know. I guess we could ask. Sebastian, come on the podcast. Let us know. So Ghost Island, Wendell goes, and uh, this advantage is actually cursed as well. A little, uh, it is a second chance advantage in the next immunity challenge, which is not a very good advantage.
1: Yeah. So everything that I just said about, I would instantly give it up. That's not knowing what it is. Because if if you're there, you're thinking everyone's coming back with idols and extra votes and steal of votes. You're thinking, oh, I'm getting something that quality. This is not a high a high quality advantage. Well,
0: it's also free. Mm-hmm. There's no strings attached. It's kind of like you know, like a th- a throw in. It's like you know, you got a coupon at like McDonald's.
1: Yeah, it's the and for this specific
0: challenge, you're either gonna be able to do it or you're not. So the story is this is the second chance advantage that Malcolm gets in uh season 25 for the Philippines, and it's basically you get to your you're balancing a little uh, marble ball bearing on various. Uh, sections of a beam. This is one that I'd love to try. I think this would be a fun one. And basically, if you drop the marble, you're out. This gives you one additional life, basically, in this challenge. Which isn't a huge advantage because,
1: like I said, if if you drop, it's because you weren't able to do it. I I don't know how picking it back up and do it. It's not a huge advantage to me.
0: Yeah, well, and you said before this it's you know, this is a challenge that you're either good at or you're not. You can either do it or you can't. And I'm looking at that one, going, I don't think I would be very good at that one. I'm
1: not sure with that one. I, I, it's, it's like I said, it's one I'd want to try. It just seems interesting, and it's one you could easily recreate at home.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and he also gets to practice on it too, which that was I was an interesting
1: like... note that you, they showed visuals of him doing it, but they didn't really talk about him getting to practice it, which would be a much bigger advantage.
0: But I also feel like. You're kind of low on food. Is that just wearing yourself down? Like you're wearing down the muscles that you need that you need to use for that challenge. That's an interesting way to look and at I it. And I know some of it. It's not all muscle based, but like, I feel like if if your if your food stores and your energy reserves are already low, but, yeah. And this
1: this is a weird one because it's not entirely just muscle based. It's about you can't use too much muscle mm-hmm. or not enough muscle. It's 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 a fun one. Like I said, it's one that I'd love to try.
0: So after the reward, Kellen was visibly upset.
1: Uh, to quote, <laughs> to quote her, <laughs> she's he's ruining someone's family visit, which pisses me off.
0: Well, and I, from her perspective, I
1: she's an emotional player. Well,
0: from her perspective, I do sort of get it, and and of course, if like, if the twist had been revealed before Sebastian picked. Then, of course, that's a fair thing to be like, well, Wendell could have said, you know, if if they had been like right off the bat, who wants to go, Sebastian, you can pick. And if Wendell volunteered and then everybody else got to go on the family visit, then I would be like, that seems more reasonable to be pissed off if he then gave it up afterwards. But like in this case, you didn't know it was going to happen. Sebastian chose Wendell for the reward. He didn't. He didn't win it or anything. He was chosen for it. I think
1: Kellen's just trying to find something to
0: be mad about. I don't know. Well, and maybe, maybe this was just, well, I think she was genuinely pissed, but how, how much was she, you know, c- trying to just use it as a way to just kind of rally the troops? Pin more, I guess, attention on Wendell. This is one of our rules, though, the Dig Deep Doctrine. Uh, don't take rewards personally. Mm-hmm. i think we've seen this a lot again a lot more recently but people being very personally offended by not being chosen for rewards or uh or you know people just not liking who people have chosen for rewards and then being very angry about it and sometimes being visibly angry about it and people noticing mm-hmm.
1: and i, I th- we've talked about it a few times in this episode but like you don't know what they're going through and they're obviously starving and so these
0: rewards do mean a lot but you have to focus on the bigger picture again be pissed you can be pissed all you want internally but but yeah don't be like don't feel personally slighted because it's not it's nothing personal no you can be angry all you want i'm i'm sure i'd be pissed if my tribe mates were going off and eating barbecue with their family members but you can't let it uh come into the game and, and be personally offended by it. I feel
1: you have to utilize it too. Like, like we're going
0: to talk about, she gets left behind at camp with all the girls. And so it is, it is a good move on her part. She uses it. She kind of, you know, tries to get a little bit of uh, you know, sort of gossip, not gossiping, but um talking smack almost just kind of going, I can't, going, believe, Wendell I, did I, I can't that. believe they did this. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it is a good move from, from that perspective, but maybe a bit too emotional. Heading into the immunity challenge, um, pretty quickly Wendell has to use his advantage. And then he goes, He it happens super quickly. Yeah, like he makes it past a few people, but, and then he, he gets a second chance and he's done pretty quickly. It was very quick. Curse not reversed. No, it still exists. They'll have to bring it back for Ghost Island 2. Mm-hmm. Ghost Island 2. The sequel that everybody wants. I mean, I do. Do they? I mean, we want it. I don't think anybody else does, It's <laughs> just <honestly>. us. <laughs> it's just us. So Dom actually wins this one again. Again, not a challenge I would think that Dom would be good at. Mm-hmm. He's deceptively athletic, I he guess. He has great arm strength, I guess, we're finding. So again, Jonathan and Laurel end up being the swings on this vote. Uh, the girls are coming after Dom and Wendell. And, uh... Donathan and Laurel are again in the middle, but are they really in the middle because they've been working with Dom and Wendell the entire time? Yeah. Although they're technically in the middle because even at this point, they could flip on them. They just never do. Mm -hmm. Well, and this is some of the we've seen sort of some lower key what has been coined truth bombs from Donathan before this point. But this was, I think. The big one in this tribal council. So moving to tribal council, I think Jeff asks kind of a question about, you know, is it just full on Navidi strong or is there an opening within Navidi? And Donathan just immediately says, I think there's an opening in Navidi. <laughs> I had the guys come talk to me today and I had the girls come talk to me today. And everyone's just like, well, thanks buddy. <laughs> you just, did you just see every, everybody's upset because everyone's going, nah, no, that was a secret, man. Hey, man, what are you doing? So that, but that helped draw the line in the sand, at least. It hadn't really been spoken into existence yet, and it would have been after the vote, but we get to before, just kind of lay everything out on the table. And uh, yeah, so the girls' plan is they want to go after Wendell. And the thing is, the key to this plan was that Wendell... Wendell can't know. Because Wendell has an idol. Mm -hmm. And so Wendell starts to feel a little bit itchy he's squirming however in this vote he doesn't use his idol which I think that would have taken some serious patience mm-hmm. I which
1: which makes me think of something like having an idol can negatively affect you in a way and I think sometimes when you have one you want to keep it Th- there's this idea that it can almost hurt you in a way, because you're so you're thinking, I want to use that at five. Mm-hmm. I'll, I wanna it, use that at six. It,
0: it, if I can just last one more vote, I can use it then.
1: And then you keep pushing it and you keep pushing it, and eventually you're gonna get caught. So many people go home with idols.
0: And and I think that kind of happens to them. You get caught up in that. So and again, this one was it was edited up a little bit. I again I'm I'm not sure how close it actually was to Laurel and Donathan flipping on Wendell and Dom, but this was the opportunity. This was the opening. This was the shot. And I think that was it. That was the one. This is
1: the theme for the second half of the season. It's just, it doesn't come together and they never,
0: they never pull the trigger. So I think definitely missed opportunity there. That could have changed the entire season. So, uh, Chelsea ends up going home on this one. And again, as I mentioned earlier, uh, In the moment, you know, we don't know a lot about Chelsea just due to her edit. Mm -hmm. So other than she had a couple immunity wins, we did not see a lot of her. I'll I have a couple notes for afterwards that I got from AMAs on Reddit uh, that kind of speak to Chelsea's game. So I think that was a little bit uh, of a bigger loss than it might have seemed in the moment. On to the next episode. Man, this feels like every single episode, Donathan and Laurel are again mulling the idea of going against Dom and Wendell.
1: It's a bit of a grind at this point. I understand people's not loving this part of the season.
0: It, It happens every episode, seemingly. Well, and I think the the key things that you can find kind of is the fact that this discussion is happening every time and somehow Wendell and Dom are still able to slip through every single vote. I think that's, that's the main sort of thing that I take away from this.
1: And I said it earlier, it comes back to them using the hidden immunity idol for, for more than, more than what most people would use it for. They use it as leverage and power and they use it to control people. And, I think they do a good job controlling, and it sounds bad, but controlling
0: Laurel and, and Donathan. Oh, totally. Because they Laurel is always uneasy about it.
1: And It sounds bad to say it, but that is a huge part of Dom's game is controlling those two. Mm-hmm.
0: Dom and Wendell. Well, and then, I, I mean, I, I should say here, Donathan has had enough. This is where he turns it on and he goes, all right, if Laurel, if you're not... If you're not with me, not you're against me, but I'm going to go, I'm, I'm doing this. So he goes to Kellen and he's like, this is the most aggressive I've ever seen Donathan. Like he's like talking to her. He's like, you can't go and blurt to them about this. Like he, cause he's, he's telling her like, you know, let's, let's, let's go against them this vote. I'm down for it. Let's do it. Don't cross me. <laughs> I'm Donathan. <laughs> and I like that. I was like, okay. So like he's, I liked that he's not relying on, being paired up with Laurel because it is the point in the game where you can, you know, uh, you can maybe move apart with somebody you've been tight with for one vote or or maybe for the entire game. At this point in the game, go with whoever is going to get you to the end. You don't have like you
1: don't have to stick with these people like do what you need to do.
0: Mm-hmm. So at this point I went, all right, respect to Jonathan. He's uh, again, I think his relationship with his tight relationship with Laurel and then his relationship with Dom and Wendell has gotten him quite far in the game but he needed he wanted to step it up we head to a reward challenge i really like this one so this is you're working in pairs you're dropping a wooden spool through like this track moving down you have to alternate catching it and dropping i really like this challenge i like this too and you know what it reminds
1: me of it reminds me of the one they do uh usually it's a final immunity challenge one where they drop the ball and it goes down the track and it changes how like, Changes which side it comes out. And that's an individual one. They kind of turned it into a, like you said, a tandem challenge. And I do really like this one.
0: Mm-hmm. It's sort of a big, less complicated version of that.
1: It's strategic and physical, which it's great. I, I like this one a lot. It's something that I can't recall how many times
0: they've done it. Um, But it's it's a fun one. I only remember it once. Mm-hmm. I think this might be the only time. Uh, it's really intense. Like the way, I guess just the way it's edited. But I think... They, they do a really good job with this one. And again, it's just a unique challenge that is not one of the regular ones that we usually see. So the pairs for this one are interesting. Dom and Wendell, uh, I think there was there was captains, and they got to choose their partners. So Dom and Wendell are, of course, together. Kellen and Sebastian are together. Donathan and Laurel are together. And Angela was not selected. It's too bad. Dom and Wendell win this one. Another win for the uh, the, the underdog story. <laughs>
1: The great underdog story they, of Domin Wendell. They
0: finally won something. Something they've been at the bottom this whole time. Something finally went well for them, so that's good. So they get to choose somebody to go to Ghost Island, and they pick Sebastian. And this is a move they, I think they think you know they're they're sort of working with Sebastian. Uh, he sees it as they they're sending him as a way to go get something for their team. Uh, something that was really funny in this is so they, they pick him and they're like, yeah, we're going to send the pirate Sebastian. And he's just beaming on his way he's over. So happy. And Jeff is like, are you excited to go to Ghost Island? He's just like, I just like when they call me the pirate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love this because obviously you're thinking he's super happy because he gets to go to Ghost Island. But no, he's just happy that they called him a pirate. You know what? Whatever sparks joy. Yeah,
0: go for it. If that makes you happy do it. He always probably bass? he always probably wanted to be a pirate. I mean, he works on a boat. Kind of looks like one. Catching fish. So Ghost Island Sebastian plays the game. Uh this time the odds are even better. 3 out of 4 hold power. If he didn't get it on this one, I was going <laughs> to <laughs> I was going to lose it. So he receives the Game Changers extra vote that was used by Kellen earlier in the season that she did not reverse the curse. And I like that they cycle it back that quickly. And
1: obviously that's something that production's thinking of on the spot. They're thinking, oh, she didn't get this done. Why don't we
0: throw it back in there? well, we got to get the curse reversed. It's very important.
1: These curses
0: need to be reversed. They're just sitting around in like a warehouse somewhere and there's just ghosts flying around and they're like, we need to what get- What do you mean they live in a, in a warehouse? They live on Ghost Island, Brendan. The idols live there and right. mature there. So production keeps going there and they just keep getting haunted and they're like, we have to do we something. We have
1: to reverse these curses out here on Ghost Island. We have to do something about this. We better do a
0: season. This <laughs> this island Fiji, it's haunted <laughs> and it's causing us a lot of problems. <laughs> Uh, so i i yeah I, I really like that it comes back into play my only thing is and this is sort of where i came to this realization with ghost island is that i don't the thing i don't like is that it doesn't take any skill to get these advantages it's just you know often at random people are getting sent to ghost island and they more or less are getting advantages handed to them and so i agree with what you're saying here and i guess what they're
1: doing that i don't like is they're just pumping immunity idols into the game for no reason. And no one really did anything to get them. Mm-hmm. I, I
0: agree. I, I don't like it either. Yeah. Well, and I have some, I have some more thoughts on this that we'll, that we'll talk about in the wrap, but I think it's one of my, again, I generally like this season, but it's one of my few qualms with the ghost Island twist. So back at camp, this is where Jonathan starts to get even spicier. So he and Wendell are just laying around, and he tells him that he won't vote for him at the end of the game if he's sitting next to Dom. <laughs> Which is an interesting move. Which is interesting, given how he
1: ends up voting.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and and Wendell is, you know, he he's straight up. It's funny, because, I
1: mean, Wendell is... They handle Donathan so well in this moment. It's insane, like, their ability to manage people.
0: Well, and they're just, they know... How much power they have and mm-hmm. so he's just straight up he's like wendell says to donathan he's like well i guess that gives him incentive to vote you out then <laughs> but then donathan you know he kind of makes you know his his case that you know i i can't win against you guys so why would i vote with you anymore which is a good it's a good point it's a fair strategy. I but just don't
1: say it to them. Don't just say keep it to yourself and like try and blindside them or burn them. It's. And of course, Dom and Wendell just pick them apart when this happens too. like, they're so good at handling people. Like I said, but yeah, Donathan doesn't handle,
0: handle things delicately. No. So, uh, yeah, uh, I like Dom asked him. He's like, have you just completely given up? you know, on our, you know, on making it to the final four with us. And that's when, you know, Donathan's like, I don't have any incentive to do that. You know, I don't know where my place is in this game. And again, all fair points. Everything he's said is a fair point, but don't, just don't say it to them. Mm-hmm. Donathan starts to like fall apart a little bit here. Yeah. So now it's at this point, I mean, Dom and Wendell know that they don't have him anymore. Mm-hmm. Or at least solid. They might you know be able to get him to work with them but but the
1: numbers are dwindling down to the point where they're starting to realize that they don't actually need
0: him which is why i i'm so confused by the strategy exactly like eh. so we move from that into the next immunity challenge this is a uh a, a puzzles and planks and puzzles so we got a all the survivor things plank puzzle bridge and then you got a plank ladder puzzle and then you got a slide puzzle at the top. And this is this turns into a bit of a spicy Yes, there's some a spicy drama. one. So Wendell has a big lead. He gets up to the top of this tower first. He has a lot of time on the slide puzzle. And he, at least optically, finishes his puzzle first. Doesn't say anything about it. He kind of steps back. He steps back and puts his
1: arms up in the air.
0: And then seconds later... Laurel solves it and immediately says, "Hey Jeff Probst, come look at my puzzle." Because that's what that's what you do and you do. That's what you do in Survivor because Jeff can only be in so many places. I was confused by this because Wendell talks a lot of smack and he seems to be always yelling at Jeff during the challenges. So why isn't he yelling when Why he wins? isn't he yelling at yeah. when he wins?
1: <laughs> I agree. It's weird and it's it's one of those things that you should know you have to call him over. And Jeff addresses this. You mm-hmm. you have to call him you have well, and,
0: to call him to come look at your puzzle. And he accepts that. And it even comes up in Tribal later on where, you know, he just kind of says, you know what? I." They're talking about how much the elements have taken a toll on them. And Wendell just goes, you know what? I just I just didn't. Mm-hmm. He thought he had it. And I, uh, he probably didn't realize how close Laurel was behind Because mm-hmm. he did have such a big lead going mm-hmm. into it. But so that was interesting. But I was glad that there, they were able to resolve it on the spot. There wasn't any. I mean, he does, you know. He's fine moving on, but there wasn't any sour grapes about that. It's an
1: interesting fun moment and it comes back a little bit later.
0: Yeah. What I think is interesting about this afterwards is that it seems like Laurel is just looking for reasons not to vote Dom and Wendell out at this point. Like she says that it doesn't feel right to take Wendell out at this point because he technically beat her in the challenge. Which is dumb. Again, I think she's just, Trying to justify. I think it she to just. Herself. I think she just wants to work with them. I think they're just they're all friends, and she just really wants to work with them. Which but,
1: I mean, you I, if. But just, you can't. You can't. You can't falter for that. I guess if that's what she wants to do. No, but just
0: say that. Don't blame it on the.
1: But I think a lot of people give Laurel flack for this season going, in the direction that it does, and I see where they're coming from. It. She doesn't do what she needs to do.
0: Yeah. Well, and again, if she had just owned it a bit more. At least at this point, so she sort of does at, at final saying that this is her strategy. But if, you know, instead of just, you know, this is a really, you know, uh loose reason to not vote for Wendell. Just say you want to keep him. Just say you want to keep working with him. Mm-hmm. And I,
1: they're obviously really close friends. So, yeah, sure. That's that's all you have to say. I yeah. want to work with my buddy Wendell.
0: So I thought that was funny. So. Uh, Dom, Wendell, and Laurel want to uh, get Kellen on this one. They're trying to rally everybody. They got Donathan. They go to Donathan. They're like, yeah, it's Kellen tonight. And then Donathan just blurts out, if you guys are going to blindside me, then uh, let me know.
1: (laughs) Then it wouldn't be a blindside. And they're just like,
0: what are you talking about? (laughs) They're just like, bro, we're trying to loop you in here. And I know that's usually how blindsides work is that you're told a different plan. However, you've gotten this far with these guys. Just like...
1: Donathan doesn't handle this well. Well,
0: and he also knows that he's I think he knows that he's been pissing them off. <laughs> so Wendell he wants to make a fake idol, which is again, I think, great, very intuitive, fun move. He gets the uh he gets the paperwork and the uh the binding from Dom. Dom grabs the stuff from his bag, takes it over to Wendell's bag, puts it in there. The problem for me with this is they do it right in camp and Donathan notices. Now again, they're technically working with Donathan, but why not do this outside of camp? Cuz they have all the power, they don't care. That's exactly it. They are that is it's their confidence. They are it's like the when when the when the mob bosses get so big that they can just like do stuff out in public and they know nobody can touch them. They're overconfident and it's fine. And it's fine cuz they that's the game that's happening
1: right here. Because they're why not? A, they're able to be this over, and I'll say it overconfident because they can.
0: Well, and they don't even like. Like Dom doesn't say exactly what's going on when when Jonathan questions them, but he doesn't try to hide it. Like Jonathan was like, "What was that?" And Dom's like, "I gave him something that's his." Mm-hmm. They don't <laughs> which, even care. Which again, they they didn't even have to like. They know they don't need him. Well, and. Again, him just being kind of paranoid and and, and weird about it. But again, I think, yeah, if you want to avoid the drama, just walk 10 feet out of camp and do it. They said bring on the smoke. My two cents. So after this, Donathan, he actually goes to Kellen and tells her all about this and tries to get her to freak out about whatever it is that they're planning. And she actually doesn't in this case. Which is weird. Which is weird, because <laughs> she'd been pretty reactionary up until this point, but yeah, guess she figures she can she can trust them. So there's a little bit of a question here. It's sort of like, you know, Dom and Wendell, this, they were even more pissed off at Donovan after this one. He'd kind of been pushing their buttons this entire episode. What's going to happen at Tribal? Great Tribal. This is a great Tribal. So... I think they, again, Donathan tries to bring, put everything out of the table. He just wants to put it all out there. So he's doing that. He's he's talking about how they were being shady in camp, you know, tra- you know giving each other things. And, and Dom uses the exact same reply that he did earlier. He just says, I gave him something that was his. <laughs> it wasn't an idol or anything, which is true, technically true. There's just the great moment where Jonathan's talking and and Dom kind of tries to dad him a bit. He goes, "Can I say something, Jonathan?" Jonathan says, "No, no." So this is where it gets a little bit dicey. There, they sort of start. It's a little scrambly. This Tribal Council. Dom and Wendell and Sebastian are sort of, you know, looking at each other, nodding, confirming. They're saying, "Same. Stay on the same plan. The hammock plan." And then this is where. Dom gets one back in because he has to have the last word. Yeah, they say, stick with the hammock plan. Donathan goes, I don't know that plan. Dom says, "Mm mm-hmm. It's because we're done talking, remember? Ooh. Always gets the last word in. (laughs) I love that. I mean, Donathan was just completely unhinged and this is how he decided to play the last five days. I, I, I admire it, honestly. Uh, He's, he, it, it's they, they, they were so stacked. It was so stacked against
1: them at this point. Like, I don't think he obviously went about it very well, but
0: he knew he had to do something. Was this the right thing? No, no, it wasn't. So they end up splitting the votes, uh, between Kellen and Donathan. And again, I think Angela was left out of another vote after these votes are read. Honestly, she just kind of looks back at at Wendell and shakes her head, and he just kind of gives her the the MJ shrug.
1: I keep forgetting that Angela's even on the show. I don't know if it's an editing thing or that she's just boring. But well, that's definitely such. It's
0: definitely an editing thing. But again, it's just like it's almost comical at this point how she's out on every
1: vote. Is it an editing thing or is it a
0: casting thing? Because this
1: is the debate sometimes think, for me. I think it's both. I just think that these people need to be weeded out and not brought on the show.
0: Well, and again, I think it's it just says something about her gameplay with her being left out of every single vote, more or less. Mm-hmm. So they go back and re-vote and Kellen goes home. Which I was a little bit unsure about this one. I wasn't quite sold that she was the right pick at this point. Me personally, I would rather stay low risk. Donathan was a huge liability at this point, and I, I think I would have gotten rid of him on this vote. Yeah, I, I probably would have too. It's I, I think they're both emotional players. And they're both like but at least you know where you stand with Kellen. Like at least you know you can say I'm against her. But like with Donathan, he could be with you, he might not, and he might continue to say things in camp that will ruin everything.
1: I honestly think they didn't really care. It could have been either of them. They had this game.
0: One. They had the game
1: locked at this point. One of them was going to win at this point, and it was a
0: foregone conclusion. So Kellen does go home. Donathan, surprisingly, I was yeah, I I I forgot how this one went. I was surprised that Donathan was still around. We're into the finale now. Home stretch. We open it up. Sebastian. He wants to play. He says, I'm a big boy too. He has an advantage. He has an extra vote. He's a big boy. He's in there. He's in the finals. In the finale. He's a big boy. He's tired of being in the shadows of Dom and Wendell, which is fair. But like, why did it take this long? You've been in the shadow the whole time. Everyone has. Take the shot. So at this point, I mean, Jonathan's happy to live another day, but he's also. He's in a good spot now because they want to take out Sebastian next because he's an immunity threat. He's a, a, a physical guy. They head into the first immunity challenge, and it is a big maze. Like like a really big maze. And it's shaped like a skull. A skeleton. it's ghosts. A skeleton man. Ghost island. Very spooky. <sighs> it's a reward, also. They get a steak dinner, baked potato bread dessert. Jeff says, these are big steaks. Ooh. And everybody laughs.
1: As you you have to you have otherwise to. you get you it's get in your contract you you have
0: to leave they you do not laugh. they leave you on ghost island mm-hmm. you have to live there with with all, all the, the spooky with all the ghosts
1: oh my god
0: I I do like the mazes and I I like a regular maze as opposed to a blindfolded maze a blindfolded maze is uh I would say in terms of mazes and finales they're about 50-50 blindfolded versus not blindfolded yeah they like to cycle through that. So I I prefer it's a lot more exciting when they're not blindfolded instead of just seeing people staggering around, trying to feel around, feeling posts to see where they need to go. It's just a bit more fast paced. So they uh, they have to gather puzzle pieces throughout the maze, come back, build a big circle puzzle. This was a tight one other than. uh, I think Wendell and Sebastian and Dom, they were all sort of working away. Uh, Wendell and Dom were the only ones that really had the puzzle figured out. Wendell had a lead, though, and he capitalized on it. So he wins immunity. And he screams, Jeff Probst! Jeff Probst! Jeff Probst! Well, that's what you got to do. You yell his name. You learned his lesson. Well, and he's obviously just... Because imagine if he hadn't won an immunity challenge... And his one opportunity was to win the one that he didn't yell at him, or he didn't yell. That's the kind of stuff that haunts you forever. Like like ghosts. Mm. Spooky. So Wendell picks Sebastian and Angela for the reward, which, which is interesting.
1: Is interesting, and it pisses off Laurel.
0: Well, and I think it's... So basically, I mean, he's, in terms of the food part of it, he's fueling... Person that he wants to vote out next in Sebastian and a person who is likely a non threat in the next challenge, which I think is great strategy. But like you said, Laurel is offended. Mm -hmm. She's like, why would he pick them? And I think it's funny because Dom is just, you can't offend Dom. Dom knows it's all about strategy. Dom just goes, ah, yeah, I think it was a good pick. I I probably would have done that. (laughs) Doesn't take it personally. No. So I think that's, I don't know, I, I really like that. That's another element where I'm just like, okay, like Dom gets it. Just a good survivor player. He's just out there for the game. It's he's, a game. He's And he's happy for his buddy. He's like, ah, oh, I'm glad, glad he won. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. So afterwards, it's sort of they're discussing both Donathan and Sebastian. But meanwhile, Angela, Donathan, and Sebastian have a little talk and they decide they want to put votes on Dom. They can uh, flesh out an idol if he has one. This was one of the more frustrating
1: moments in the show for me. And it, it comes to Angela here. Cause and I think she even says it. She says, I finally have some power and she, cause she knows about Sebastian's extra vote, which is knowledge is power in this game. But what does she do with that? She instantly, instantly goes and tells Dom,
0: handing him the power she was just handed when well, I think this comes back to the other time where she had some information where um, you know she came to them just after the merge and said that you know Michael was thrown out their name and that did work for her in that moment so I think she was kind of along that same thought process she was sort of like well that worked earlier in the game let me try that again However, at this stage in the game, that's not the move you want to be making. Uh, you're not this isn't a time for solidifying these bonds anymore. Make that move.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So then this just solidifies in Dom's mind that Sebastian has to go. He knows all about the scheme. he knows about the extra vote. pretty locked in. So but they know, I mean it's it's questionable they have their two votes. They have Angela. they probably, Probably have Laurel, but again, they're they're still kind of because both of them. I think Wendell and Dom are both in the mindset of you know when are these people going to come after us? And they're they know they're that just as surprised as the viewer. They trust Laurel, but I think they're still they're not one hundred percent counting on those votes. Mm-hmm. All right, so Dom goes to Wendell. He warns him what's up. Tells him he's going to have to pull something out of his bag, maybe, uh, in order to. Get through this one because he does know there's some tomfoolery afoot from Seabass at Tribal Council. Donathan's kind of being quiet. He's sort of pretending. He's like, you know, he's very reserved. He's being qu- quiet. Dom sort of puts him on blast. He's like, you know, I just want to make sure that you're actually going home tonight. There's no plan with Sebastian and an extra vote. He says, "You like to blow it up at Tribal? Let's blow it up."
1: I love this. You want to love this Tribal. You want to get nuts. Dom. Let's
0: get nuts. So Don brings out both his idols and this is sort of Donathan's thing. He's like, well, you know, I know that you're putting votes on me and and you have all those. So what's even the point? <laughs> My other favorite one from, from this one is Donathan and Wendell go back and forth saying things to each other and they just keep saying bro at each other. Mm. Just more and more sassily each time. It's just childish. <laughs> it's like I wasn't in on that conversation, bro. bro. <laughs> I love that. So after that, Dom is feeling pretty good and he goes and gives Jeff his fake idol right before the votes are even cast. The guy's a showman. And this is all, it all comes back to him having to fool some people with that idol. Will it work? They go to vote, they come back. Then Dom admits that it wasn't a real idol. He kind of tells them, you know, my thing was I had to fool you guys. Did it work? Oh, let's find out.
1: It did. And- it did. The thing is, he he only had to fool Seabass, and if you're going to fool anyone, it's probably
0: easiest to fool him. Well, yeah, he did not use his extra vote, and he ends up going home. So I think yeah, votes from Dom, Wendell, Laurel, and Angela. And I think Seabass was a
1: little bit hurt by this, and I think at this point, you can tell that he has burned, Dom has burned Sebastian's vote, which obviously we're going to get to
0: momentarily here. Comes into play later. So, Jeff probes notes. Six out of seven relics, that's what he likes to call them, have cursed again. Ooh, very spooky. Ghost Island, too. Ghost Island. So, we go to the final five immunity challenge. Uh, You're swimming, big climbing up, then sliding down a big slide thing. Swimming, obstacles. Survivor stuff. Puzzle pieces. Four-piece pyramid puzzle. A unique puzzle, too. Well, and again, this is one that I always look at and I go, well, that looks easy.
1: I could easily do that. I could four, do that. Four pieces. What am I, an idiot? <laughs> what do you? I'm ta- not an idiot, Jeff Probst. What do you
0: take me for? So this is sort of one, again, you can't really like plan for it. It's just kind of one that sort of comes together. And that's what happens. Wendell gets the win uh, somewhat out of nowhere. So Wendell's safe. He has the immunity necklace. And Dom is safe because he had his idol because he didn't have to use it at the last tribal council. Because he fooled Sebastian. So he's doing a little bit of management here because he feels safe. He's, you know, going around asking Donathan who he would take, uh, who Donathan would take to to the final four if he wins immunity or who he would take to the final if he wins final immunity. Uh, Donathan immediately says he would take Dom, which Dom compares this to making a snap call in poker, which is usually done without thinking. And it's usually a bluff. We just get a little bit of insight into how Dom thinks about the game.
1: I and I love I love seeing that. Like him explaining what he's doing. And it's it's so true that Donathan answers instantly. And with Dom, Dom's a thinker. Dom likes to sit back and make sure he's thinking out every word he says to people and every action he makes. And obviously that's something that Donathan isn't subtle about and Dom picks up on that
0: instantly. Well and again I think this is why this season was edited the way it was with certain characters getting a lot of screen time because they took a lot of time to give these little moments to Dom and Wendell just developing their gameplay and showing us how they think of the game. To the detriment of all the other survivors, but we did get to know these two players very well. So Laurel sort of realizes she's at their mercy at this point because they control a lot of power. They're both safe. Um, She also says she would take Dom to the final three. And he doesn't really believe her. Um, he's not going to believe anyone at that point. No, that tribal, Donathan. He's making some good arguments. His his argument is that he is a challenge threat. Uh, loyal, uh, Laurel, loyal, loyal Laurel. <laughs> Laurel makes the loyalty case for herself, saying that she saved Wendell and Dom multiple times throughout the game, which is which is very very that's, true. That's the hill she's dying on. She's uh, that's her that's her main trait and. It's an admirable one, honestly. So Wendell didn't tell Dom who he was going to use his idol on because he has his own hidden immunity idol. So he can even pick a third person that will be safe at the vote and come with them. A lot of power. (laughs) A lot of power between these two guys. So uh, after the votes are cast, Wendell gives Laurel his idol, which is, of course, the uh, Eric immunity idol. And
1: this... We're going to get to it, but this... Proves to be a pretty important play.
0: Probably the play, I would say. He gives a nice little speech, says that she's like his sister, and although it might not be the best strategic move, he wants to look out for her.
1: Both of these guys just ham it up here. Like,
0: and why
1: not? You might as well. And I I appreciate it. I like like some showmanship from my
0: uh, Survivor players. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the votes do go to Donathan. He goes home, uh, the lovable little punk that he turned out to be in the end. I like Donovan. I like Donovan's story and and I like Donathan. What did I say? Donovan, Donathan,
1: Donathan. I like Donathan's story. Um, he, he comes from a very unique background and something we've talked about on this podcast a lot is trying to have more diverse casts. And that, that can be in many different ways, diversity in how they were brought up diversity in, in where they're from. And, and backgrounds, and and obviously Donathan has a very, very unique story. Being a openly gay man from a small town in the southern United States, that's something you don't see all the time, and he's just a lovable, charming guy who's portraying himself in such
0: a positive way on the show, and he shows so much growth throughout the show. Mm -hmm. And he talks about on the live show, Jeff Probst brings him out, he talks about how he was bullied after coming out, um, and he wanted to break down some walls in Survivor. So I think... It's great, the LGBTQ representation that we see on the show, uh, and they can just keep adding to it and improving on it and and getting people with really unique backgrounds and stories like Donovan. So I think he's a very memorable character. Uh, I could see him coming back, honestly.
1: I could see Donovan coming back for sure. He maybe wasn't the most brilliant strategic player, but... People love him. People love him. Great story, and he adds comic relief at times. He's just a fun guy to have around. Is
0: he a hero or a villain? I would say generally a hero.
1: I agree. Yeah. Are you, you're thinking maybe a hero's villains too? Donathan comes back as a hero.
0: Well, I don't know. I just, it's always fun to think in those terms. I don't know. I just, I mean, his, his, the second half of the post merge, he was sort of villainous, but I think there's other
1: people from this season I'd rather have back over him, but
0: I I wouldn't be mad at Donovan, Donathan coming back. Mm -hmm. So after that, we get right into the final immunity challenge. It's a good one. They're stacking balls and uh, discs and discs on while standing a on a thing. springboard. They're using what looks like a campfire hot dog roaster to move them around. I like this one. It's intense. Wendell, he's had immunity the past two times, so he's looking for safety again. This one's interesting because you can lose it in an instant. So Wendell's got a big lead. His tower drops. Angela's in the lead at one point, and she loses it as well. Dom's able to hold on and he wins, earning his spot in the final tribal council. It's a big win. Big win. So after this one, they get to go to Ghost Island one last time. And that's where they're going to make their pitches to Dom. Uh, Wendell's pitch is basically. Hey, I know I'm making fire. Bro, all respect here. Nothing else. And that's what I love. Love and respect. They've been playing together, but they know they kind of have to duke it out now. They know. Laurel tells Dom she doesn't think she can beat Wendell in fire, which is, I don't like that.
1: For me, it's that's her only pitch, really. And I mean, it's not necessarily a bad pitch, but... It's a great pitch. Also... You should know how to make fire. You should, and also you should want the hero moment at that point. Like, you need to build your resume more. Well, and the-
0: especially if you're her, potentially going up against maybe one... Or maybe both of them in the finals. And Laurel and Angela know they're not
1: winning the game at this point. Because at this point at four, Dom Dom or Wendell is going to win.
0: It's 100%. Absolutely. So it was her only move. I get that. So Dom then moves on to Angela and he realizes that Angela is probably outside of himself giving up immunity to take on Wendell in the fire making challenge is probably their best shot at getting rid of Wendell.
1: And Dom seriously considers putting
0: himself in there, which is... Hadn't been done up to this up point. Up to that point, no. So the other fun thing about this one is Dom has to go pick a voting urn that will be used at the final trample uh, tribal council. And his three options are the voting urn from Australia, Kageyan, and Game Changers. And the thing these three have in common is that uh, the... The winners of those seasons were brought along in a bad decision by the person who won the final immunity challenge.
1: This was kind of a pointless little thing, in my opinion. I
0: didn't really care. It was sort of just more, "Hey, remember this?" Yes, so nostalgia which, which is kind of the whole nostal- season. Yeah, nostalgia for the state for the sake of nostalgia. I mean, I I like it. Again, it's just sort of like, "Hey, remember Tony? Do you remember? Do you remember Woo? Remember Survivor Australia?" Most people don't. <laughs> it's a long time ago. So I thought that was it was at least interesting, and you know he kind of has to. You know he's his main thing is that he picks the Kageon urn because he does not want to uh, make a similar mistake that was made in that season. I'm not going to say it's also the coolest exactly looking it urn. Is. It is the uh, it is it is a really cool one. So at Tribal, Wendell knows he's making.
1: And he's confident because he's been making fire this whole time.
0: However, the one thing that throws a little bit of a wrench into his plans is that one of the fire-making stations has an orange flag, like Malolo, the cursed tribe. And one of them has a purple flag, like Navidi. And this spooks Wendell. And based on where he's sitting, he would be at the orange one. There... (laughs) We'll just get right into it. Dom makes his pick. He puts Angela up against Wendell. They go sit down at their stations. He's concerned. And Jeff kind of says, well, you know, if you're that concerned, you can switch, I guess. (laughs) And then Angela's like, I don't care. I'll make fire wherever I want. And Wendell's like, okay, I'll take the other one. Angela, if it bugs him, don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you have any little advantage, don't give it to him. Yeah, like, if you're not a, 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 a superstitious person... Even if you're just a little stitious, <laughs> you take advantage of that.
1: Yeah. If Wendell's going to have an issue with it, don't help him. You're so, competing against
0: them. So they commence. And this was. I think it was it was an I mean, Wendell has the lead in this challenge basically the whole time. Again, uh, there were some tense moments. Angela gets a couple sparks, but it's really windy. So they have some trouble getting it going right away.
1: I feel like they always have to edit these things to be a little bit more intense than they actually are, because I'm pretty sure Wendell just
0: crushed this one and yeah. was ahead. Well, of and her there's a great moment quickly. where you know you can see the it's the shot. You can see kind of the back of Dom's head, and you can see Angela just furiously striking her flint in the background, as as Wendell's flame grows, and he just looks over at Dom, <sighs> gives them a little look, just like kind of like, all right, buddy, let's do this. What's up, me and you? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna win this. So. Let's uh, let's duke it out at final three. So that's what happens. Angela is the final member of the jury, a 10-person jury, an even number. Interesting. Do you think that might come into play? Possibly. Day 39, they do their usual day 39 things. They have breakfast. Uh, they, Bacon. They, they provide some general reflection about the game. I'm not going to get too deep into this, but there's just one quote that I'm going to leave us with before we get into final tribal. Dom says, there's just a huge swing between first and second place. Could be the difference between one vote.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Just going to leave that there. Final tribal. Mull that over, everyone. This season uses the modified final tribal council uh, setup, where it's not just individual questions being asked. It's sort of a panel. The jury sort of gets to uh speak when they whenever they want to interject, kind of challenge the castaways on their answers. And they follow the outwit, outplay, outlast format. Yes, which sort of focuses on the the physical aspects of the game, the social aspects of the game, and the strategic. And the yeah. Yeah. Survival. And I think it's interesting because this just also just as an aside before we get into it it just shows how well Michael knows the game because even as an 18 year old he basically at least from what we see he leads this final tribal he's the main one calling them out he asks some really good questions and also just like when they're kind of BSing him a little bit he kind of goes no 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 well Uh, yeah
1: he calls them out multiple times
0: so and I but I think that's interesting and it just shows how how much game knowledge he has I don't think he's 18 though (laughs) the guy's like 35 for sure he could be so if we get right into it, Laurel, she said coming in that she wanted to have a phys- play a physical aggressive game.
1: She didn't. She didn't. She gets grilled for not making the move, for not taking Wend- uh, Wendell or Dom out, and rightfully so, and she gets picked apart for it. And to be fair, coming into this, it's a two-man, it's a two-person final. Absol- Laurel is a complete non-factor at this point.
0: Absolutely. I think... Well, she actually becomes a factor, I guess, but... I, I think for her... Again, it does appear that she rode coattails. I wouldn't personify her game as riding coattails because she did play an important part in their alliance. She's the reason they're there. They were driving the bus, but she was an important person on the bus. She was the one feeding them information and she helped them a lot. And And obviously the jury didn't know about that. So I, I do see from their perspective why they viewed her game as riding coattails. However... I think it was just she played a very quiet game and behind the scenes, which is, again, going back to nobody knew that she was working with Dom and Wendell. And that is now to her detriment because she was working with them, you know, before the merge. And it's at this point where they're just saying, well, you rode coattails. But this has been going on for a couple weeks. They were working together.
1: I think she's an important part in that threesome. Like, and she doesn't get enough credit. She is totally not on the same level as the other two, but she still does deserve credit. And something I was thinking of, if Laurel is up against, say, Donathan and Angela in the end, I think she probably wins. And she's not that bad of a winner, I don't think. But this is obviously with the caveat that she was able to get Dom and Wendell out, which she never could.
0: If they took that shot, it's a completely different game. Laurel and, has
1: a great chance at winning if she takes that
0: shot, but she just never gets the she never can. And I, I agree. And I mean, she's she's a great talker. Again, she went to Yale. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Yale?
1: Yeah, I've I went I went to Yale. <laughs> were you in any of her classes?
0: Oh yeah. We were in art together at Yale. Right. You majored in art at Yale. Uh <laughs> So I, yeah, but so she's obviously a great talker. And again, if I think she could have against different people, she could have talked her way into a win, but just compared her game compared to them, a very quiet game, very quiet social game. It just can't compare to the character that is Dom and the, I would say, social and physical player of Wendell. Agreed. So they kind of get into the social game. Uh, Michael sort of, he says that he feels that Dom's social game was the best out of everybody's. And I think Wendell's, Wendell sort of goes on with this. He sort of says that, yeah, while Dom was sort of like close with everybody, Wendell feels that he was super tight with a few core people that was were really quality relationships. He really tried to connect with a core group of people. And really rely on those. Laurel being the biggest one, the biggest one. Exactly. Uh, Chris Noble, he asks, he wants to know who the mastermind is, which I think is an interesting question. Uh, Wendell takes the lead. And I think this is kind of his only stumble. He says, without a doubt, oh, I'm the mastermind. And again, it's just the jury knows how involved Dom is. And so Dom kind of flips this one, and he goes, "Well, no, there was no mastermind." And that's the correct
1: answer. As I was watching that, it was both of them. It was a team effort the entire time.
0: They worked together. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Every decision, and they were they're they're both brilliant strategists. There's not one that's like they're so even in my eyes, like in terms of strategy gameplay. It yeah, what a great final. And yeah, I I just neither one.
0: Pulled ahead of the other, I don't think. And it turns out to be such a close vote, and justifiably so. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, yeah, I think the difference is Dom played a much bigger game. And for some voters, that was good. And for some voters, that was to his detriment. So I think the interesting thing about this is they ask him after this mastermind question, you know, they say, well, who, when you worked with Wendell and Dom, who brought you in? And pretty much every single person says Dom was the one that talked to me and brought me into whatever vote we worked together for. And other than Sebastian, who was like me and Wendell are friends. Uh, another interesting point is Michael asks about the idol dynamics, like who knew what about where, who had what idols, which I think is a great question. And I think, you know, again, they just kind of I don't think anybody really pulls apart uh, ahead here because they're just sort of like, yeah, we shared information and. they it, They are basically one player. Yeah. uh, And then the main note, I think, of this is that the jury is not happy with Dom's show with his two idols at the Sebastian vote. And again, we come back to it. Sebastian was specifically hurt by this. They felt that he was sort of um, putting a on a bigger show than needed and sort of rubbing it in everybody's face, I guess. Dom's cockiness, I guess, kind of catches up to him at this point but he owns it in their final thoughts here. Don basically says, I own my game. I never want it to come off as arrogant or anything, but this is what I did. This is, and he
1: needed to be because he was a huge target from day one with Chris Noble coming after him. Like he had to be big. He had to be
0: flashy. He was the center of attention from day one. Yeah. So I think, Again, I I appreciate anybody who owns their big moves because there is going to be a couple sour grapes on the jury. It's just how it is. But if Bitter you own... Bitter jury is always going to be a thing. But if you own your game, the majority of people should respect that. So Laurel's argument here again, she kind of, because she kind of gets, again, lambasted for not making the big move of trying to take a shot at them. And she said, you know, big moves are great, but there just wasn't an opportunity. She talks about how her game was all about loyalty and how her relationship with Wendell was able to get her to the final and also get him his uh, her his idol at the final 5 which was a big move. Wendell, he goes over his all-around game. He's physical, social. Uh he also talked about his we- his weird skills, building stuff and that kind of factors into his social game. Um I think I mean, there are players in this game that make like cool moves and he's just very thoughtful and strategic. Again, he's, he was in there with Dom on every vote, but it was just...
1: I think they're very similar players, but Dom was flashier and more in your face and Wendell was more subtle behind the scenes. But
0: they're both extremely articulate and mm-hmm. extremely cunning people. Mm-hmm. But Wendell's part being more behind the scenes... Helped him burn less people, even though even though they were right there together. Mm-hmm. He obviously burned less people. So we see the vote. Uh, Michael obviously voting for Dom. He's big on the gameplay, the strategy. Sebastian votes for Wendell. He says they had a good relationship. Also, he was still uh, he's just bitter, upset at Dom. Chris votes for Dom, which I loved seeing.
1: I just love that there the is the mutual respect there. Because they knew they were big dogs. They knew they were going after each other. But there was nothing but respect after because it's a game.
0: Finally, the last vote we see, Kellen uh, votes for Wendell. She says she thinks that Wendell is the brains behind the operation. Jeff goes to get the votes. Jonathan says, oh my god, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, there's more. Jeff probes smugly says, I'm going to read the votes. Which everyone gets
1: shocked at. And The one thing I... (laughs) As I was watching this, I'm like, no one realized that maybe it was a tie. Like, that didn't hit on anyone quick enough. Well, like It's just
0: never happened before. That's true. So, but the with f- a. The first tie in survivor history. Historic. It was historic. Everyone's shocked. All the, the, the three finalists are shocked. Jeff Probst is just smirking. So he reads the vote alternating Dom Wendell, Dom Wendell, Dom Wendell, Dom Wendell. It's 5 5. It's a tie. Now the rules of Survivor state that the third person in the final uh, at this point becomes uh, the final member of the jury and gets to cast one vote to break the tie. That's a huge amount of pressure on Laurel. Oh, Huge. But I think you can sort of see in Dom's face at that point. Oh, he knows. And he says it in the
1: reunion. He knew he had lost at that point. And Wendell didn't come out and say it. He said that he had a good idea that he was mm-hmm. going to win. But Wendell also, I feel like I feel like he knew.
0: So let's just call it Wendell wins. They go to the finale or they go to the reunion and Wendell wins. And I think, again, I would have been satisfied with either, either ending here with Wendell or Dom.
1: Oh, absolutely. You cannot fault either either one they're both very 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 worthy winners like i I don't is this the best final three or final two we've ever seen like I couldn't think of one that was just two of the most dominant players in a season mm-hmm. ending up in the final two and two people that worked together the whole time had massive targets on their back mm. the whole time and made it to the end.
0: Yeah, the one that comes to mind for me that it is sort of comparable. I mean, it's a completely different era, but uh, Cook Islands with Ozzie and Yule. I mm. think that is sort of on the same level. And
1: again, it has a similar vote where it was very, very tight. Yule won by one vote. Yeah,
0: and and again, obviously, in that case, they played very different games. Yule with a very cerebral, strategic game. Ozzy with a physical game. Whereas these two were a bit more on par in terms of an all-around game. My question is, uh, if these guys got cast on different seasons and were not together, how far do you think they make it?
1: I think Wendell's game go works
0: better. I, agree. I think Dom's too
1: flashy, I, and and Dom, I think Dom needed Wendell more than Wendell needed Dom.
0: Yeah, I think I think Dom definitely gets taken out earlier. Uh, I think he they could still go far just with he obviously has a great way of manipulating people and and making people feel comfortable with him. But I do agree that, yeah, Wendell probably has the a- edge just because of he's just a little bit less abrasive. his social games just a little bit better mm-hmm. So this reunion episode was really short. It was only fifteen minutes long. I don't know what happened there. Maybe programming.
1: That was my only thought that there was some sort of programming that took
0: over some something they didn't have control over. But yeah, it was a weird one. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't really like that because we just basically we got to hear from Wendell and Dom, kind of the key players, and then we got a big segment for Chris Hart, uh, not Chris Hart, Kevin Hart plugging his new TV show,
1: which I don't think is still on. So so maybe we could have just got more of like the the cast yeah, show, the, the castaways. Oh, some more Survivor
0: talking about the game. Whatever. Kevin Hart needed that attention, I guess, or that plug. Yeah, he needed. he's not big enough. He needed the five minutes out of the 15 minute show. They gave it so much time. Yeah, it was weird. So Wendell said he, as we said, he was very confident that he would win off Laurel's vote. And Dom said he knew he had lost as soon as it was a tie. After Jeff is done with those two, and I think this just goes to show how appreciated this character is in Jeff Probst eyes and the show, he goes to Michael right away. Asks him some questions, so I think I think the possibilities of Michael coming back are very good. I'd say it's extremely high. Uh, I I I would love to have him back, especially uh, as as I mentioned earlier, he's sort of in that influencer crowd right now. It's not like he's um, he's still sort of living that lifestyle where he can go on Survivor and still get some screen time, and I think that's
1: I think he'd eat it up, and I yeah I'd love to see him with another chance because I feel like. I just feel like this season he got screwed multiple times. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, no, i I agree. he he did the best that he could with the uh, the cards that he was dealt,
1: plus, he's beautiful. We need that guy on on TV more,
0: sure, Chris and Dom, they sort of made up. I mean, they were there was always they never really like actually disliked each other. It was just a it was some some aggression on the island. Uh, Chris says they signed a peace treaty and they did an MS walk together because that, because Chris's mom has MS and he, uh, he talks a bit just about how, you know, he was a, uh, he was glad he was able to get the message out while he was on there. So again, it was a nice little moment. We haven't gotten to talk about Chris Noble much this episode, but a uh, good dude. Mm-hmm. Overall, Another guy good dude. That
1: if he came back, I'd have no problems with that. That'd be fun.
0: Yeah. No. And, and from what I, I read, uh, Again, I have I have just a couple notes from some AMAs on Reddit, but basically what we saw was who he was—just a good dude, a little bit goofy, a little bit
1: overconfident.
0: Sometimes a little bit overconfident, but good heart. Good heart. The only other uh, one of the other main things here was Jeff brings out James and Eric, mm-hmm. and he apologizes to them because he sort of he says they sort of. While they were calling them the dumbest moves in Survivor history for their respective vote-outs, he said they sort of, you know, glossed over them as game players. You know, he didn't think that James got the respect he deserved for finding two idols. Mm -hmm. Two! Two idols! It's a lot. And then Eric also, I mean, he he made it to the final five both times he played. Uh, Got medically evacuated his second time, which was unfortunate. So... I thought that was good. I mean, obviously, I mean, James said he doesn't watch the show anymore because it was just too—it was just too much, too hard for him to watch. Which I get, and I—I I can't even imagine the psychological stresses that being these played guys... a fool
1: on national television on one of the biggest shows. Well, I'm sure. Ever
0: it, made. I'm sure it's stressful anyway. Just you know, just regularly getting voted off, and then the one that you know being the the vote off that everybody brings up. I'm sure it's awful. So again, I think it was nice that. Uh, Jeff sort of did this. I feel like it sort of closes the chapter on those, and I feel like that's why Ghost Island is kind of a good little vehicle for this, is it sort of, it It kind of resolves these storylines. They might come back again if they do a sequel, I guess.
1: Ghost Island 2 better happen.
0: I kind of hope so, but again, I based on the reaction, I don't know if it's going to happen. Do it for us. Because 7 out of 11 of the Haunted Advantages were not reversed. Per Jeff Probst.
1: So they're just going to keep maturing. Spooky. They're going to keep maturing out
0: there on Ghost Island. So I just have a couple quick points from the AMAs on Survivor Reddit. They have a really great archive on there of all the AMAs that have ever happened. If you're interested about a certain player from a certain season, go check that out because really good resource. So Chelsea, th- this was a really interesting note. And this is one of the things why I say that I don't think Chelsea got enough screen time or enough Uh, credit she said that she and dom threw the challenge when they voted out bradley in order to get him out
1: didn't know that and none of that
0: was shown yeah none of that was shown and she said it was more or less her move (laughs) so again dom got the credit for that one but whose move was it and
1: obviously when they're editing it they know who won and they know who they want to prop up so yeah that's
0: that's interesting she also said that the vote out she invite. Uh, she enjoyed most was the Bradley vote oh obviously as we can imagine obviously so she says something we didn't see in final tribal she went in wanting to vote for Dom over Wendell uh, but she asked them why they targeted her and she didn't get into details about what their responses were uh, but she says she was more impressed with Wendell's answer and didn't like Dom's answer so there's another one that went to Wendell as opposed to Dom. So final tribal does matter. Uh Jacob also did one. Jacob. Uh he says he he did actually he told Libby and Stephanie about the rice sock incident where he poured the rice into his sock to see if there was a an immunity uh, which is gross. Clue we'll say it again. it's gross. Uh, nobody was upset. Um, Brendan also did an AMA and he said that didn't concern him. So they made the good point. They do have to boil it, but I don't know. I still wouldn't. It's more of a mental thing. I wouldn't really want sock rice. I'm going to say that again. Uh, a semi-interesting note from Brendan's was that he was actually considered for season four Marquesis. He made it pretty far in casting. Uh, Just missed the cut. And here he is 32 seasons later. That's
1: crazy when you were telling me that earlier and I was thinking that's, so he had to wait 30 seasons
0: essentially to get mm-hmm. on. That's a long Fif- wait. 15 years. He could have played with Boston Rob his first season. Could have been Boston Brendan and Boston Rob. Yeah. That would have been great. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think that's all we have in terms of the actual show. I think what we will do is wrap it up with some final thoughts here just after. This quick little uh, interlude. Survivor! All right, part two is done, and Matt, I think the spooky vibes are really flowing here. This episode seems cursed. Throughout our recording here, we my recorder died halfway through. Then we started recording again, and I I didn't I didn't hit record. Rookie mistake.
1: Rookie mistake. We're on what episode six now, so we're learning. We're getting there. So pretty spooky. Yeah.
0: I believe in curses. We're going to have to reverse the curse. On that note, Matt, how do you feel about Ghost Island as a theme? As a theme, I
1: actually really like it. And it's corny and it's silly and it it does take up a lot of time from, from the show. But I like it. I like bringing back the history. I like bringing back old idols, cursed idols. And one of the things I love about this show is it's cheesy. This show is stupid. It's a dumb show. Like, we can all... You can all admit it's a stupid show. And so I like that they lean into like the cheesiness and the corniness and cursed idols and maturing on Ghost Island and the idols live out there. It's all
0: it's all dumb and gimmicky, but I eat it up. And that's why I love this show. Yeah, I completely agree. That's what I like. I do have I just have a couple issues. Again, I, I generally like it. My main one is I think for me, the most entertaining survivor players are the ones that are able to find advantages all by themselves, whether it's with clues, around camp. To me, Ghost Island takes a lot of fun out of that. It more or it takes less... Takes away the hunt. Well, yeah, it more or less leaves it completely up to chance who gets the opportunity to play for an advantage and then another random chance to actually claim that advantage. I feel like it's sort of... It evens the playing field between those players that are naturally good at finding idols uh, or just flat out work harder with the people that don't and maybe that's the point maybe they wanted to you know kind of buff uh, the people that are good at finding idols and bring kind of those um, middle tier players closer to their level Uh, but for me I think the players that are naturally good at finding idols or put in the work deserve to have that leg up on everyone else
1: yeah and then they're probably better at actually playing it because they're better players more strategic players you want the idols in those players hands
0: like at least with like an exile island, it's a shot at an island. you still have you get a clue or something like still that you have to find it. you have to find it. you have to put in some work. It just my second point is it also just wasn't very compelling to watch like watching people open bamboo tubes.
1: I a hundred percent agree with that like and I think that maybe that's something for Ghost Island too, hopefully that they maybe can fix and work on and build on the concept. Cause I think there was a lot of fun there. Like I said, I thought it was fun, but there were
0: some technical parts that I didn't like. And I agree with both your points. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think even they could take something like again, Island of the Idols sucks, but they could, they could turn it into like a lesson. That was kind of the whole thing about Island of the Idols with Boston Rob and Sandra was that they'd go to the Island of the Idols and learn, a lesson from them. So I think what they could do is they could turn it into, here's the cursed here's the cursed advantage. Here's what this player did wrong. Here's a lesson about it. They could do something like that, I just think, and make a challenge out of it. I just think there needs to be just a bit more. It just it doesn't quite get the blood pumping like an idle hunt or an idle hidden at a challenge or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. I completely agree with both points. It kind of... It took it took away the thrill of finding it.
0: I I agree. Mm-hmm. So the next big question that it comes down to here is Matt. Who do you think deserved to win this season? Both of them deserve to win. I'll say that. Who I would have voted the for the most deserving. Who semantics. I would have
1: voted for? Um, I would have voted for Dom personally. I just think he did more of the dirty work. I think he was flashier, which I personally appreciate. I've said it multiple times. I like chaos. I like people that are putting on a show. People that this survivor is here to entertain us. So entertain us. And Dom gets that. And I I think I would have appreciated that more. Was he a little bit rough around the edges? And did he was he maybe a bit too cocky and bold and maybe push people the wrong way? yeah, he did, but that's part of the game, and that's what he needed to do. and that's just who he is. He's a brash guy from from New Jersey. He's Dom. and I respected that part of his game. Wendell completely deserving though. and I completely I completely see why people would want him to win. For me, it's Dom.
0: Yeah, I would take the other side. I think that Wendell's game, as we said earlier, probably applies better. Generally, to most Survivor seasons, I think just his social game of just being able to relate to people and not piss people off the way Dom did. I think he had almost as many advantages as Dom did, and he made just as many big moves. But he wasn't as, I don't think it was arrogant the way Dom went about it, but that's the way it was perceived on the jury. So I think Wendell's jury management is a lot better because while Dom played a great game, and I do agree in a vacuum, he probably deserves to win. Uh, He's probably the most deserving to win. But I think in this game, I think the jury management was very important and knowing who was on there and they did not like how Dom handled some of his big moves. To To piggyback off of what you're saying
1: there. I agree with you. This is for me personally. If I'm putting myself on the jury, knowing how I like to watch this game, I'm voting for Dom. If I'm looking at these two players and I'm saying, "Who would I, who would I tell someone to model their game after?" I would tell them to model their game after Wendell, not Dominic. But personally, I think Dom was just a more
0: fun player, flashier, and that's what I appreciate in a player. Mm-hmm. I agree. I like. I like. Dom as a player, and I'd love to see him come back. I think it's almost a certainty, almost a certainty. I would say ninety nine point nine nine percent chance that he's coming back. He was uh, he was one of the people we omitted from our survivors that we would like to see come back. That have only played once because it's because it was so obvious. likely that he's coming back. So Matt, um, wrapping it up here, how many reversed curses out of ten would you give this season?
1: I would give this season. A six point five to seven out of ten. Reverse in reversed curses. Reverse curses out of ten. Yes. Yes. To be to use the correct scale. I think my major problem with this season is. I think it's a fantastic pre-merge. I really like the pre-merge. I think too many people get screwed. Specifically, Michael. Uh I think there's underdeveloped characters as you go on. And I think it's bad casting. I think there's too many people that aren't compelling. And obviously there's two people who are insanely compelling and they command all the screen time and they command all the, you know, people will say they got a good edit and they were, but I think they commanded that. The other problem I have with this season, I like what she did and I I would defend her as a player but Laurel's gameplay in the second half is frustrating from a viewer standpoint because you want that shot to be taken and it's just never taken and week after week it's the same thing why isn't Laurel doing anything why isn't Donathan why aren't they going why isn't the group taking the shot and it just never seems to happen and I think that it's it's these players just don't have The gameplay or the gall to get it done. And so I think that that goes back to casting. And so I think that's my biggest issue with this season is you have some unbelievable characters. Bradley, one of the greatest villains we've had on this show. Love him. Chris, awesome. Michael, Dom, Wendell. Great characters. Great
0: players. But there's just too many duds. I mean, I guess I would say, how does that compare to other season? I mean, if you're, if you're talking that all of those characters, you know, a Wendell, a Dom, a Chris, a Michael, great players. I mean, how many other seasons would happen? But we
1: lose those guys pretty early. We lose Bradley and Chris pretty quickly. I'll play better. Exa- uh, fair, fair. And so, but one of the things I like most about this season is that those two of those guys I mentioned go all the way. And they do gather a lot of screen time, but I like that. And a lot of people don't like that, but I think it's great. They deserve it because they're such amazing players. And to have two players of that caliber, and that level, in the final two, and even I would I would extend that to final three. I think Laurel's a great player. I really do. That is an amazing final three. And it's what, like if you're teaching a class on how to play Survivor, I think Dom and Wendell are two guys that you'd be looking at.
0: And taking a lot of notes on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I generally like this season a lot more than I think the consensus. We both do, which is interesting. We both like this more than the, cons- the consensus. Mm. But I think my main problem again, and, and like you mentioned, it's is the lack of development for a lot of the mid-tier players. And again, that is a product of Wendell and Dom getting a lot of screen time. I think there's a way they can do it where they still develop Wendell and Dom as much while still giving the other players their rightful screen time, giving them the credit for the moves that they made. So maybe it is tough with the Ghost Island part of it. They have to fit in a chunk of that that's just focused on one player each week. I just think it could have been done differently where we get the best of both worlds. We get... The Dom and Wendell development that we care about, and we get a little bit on the other people that I'd like to get to know a little bit more about.
1: Because it makes it more compelling down the end, down the road, when you are invested in the characters. That's that's the whole point behind the editing. Angela is a non-factor at the end of the game, and we could have the argument whether that's casting, which I think it is. I just think someone like that shouldn't be cast, or if it is an under underdeveloped character via editing, and I mean, you could argue either side of that. And I just, for me
0: personally, I think if you were worthy of the screen time, you'd be getting it. Well, but you can also make the argument that they know that Angela's going to be in the final four. So why not give us a little bit more of her, at least just to understand. We know nothing about who, her. Yeah. Who is she? We know she has a daughter. We know she was in the military. That's about it. So again, I'm, I'm not saying that she deserves more screen time, but I'm saying. She should get it. If she's in the final four. Give us a little bit more, because we we need to connect to somebody. Because the thing is, if you don't like Wendell or Dom, which there are people out there who like, who prefer other players, I've I've seen it. A lot
1: of Kellen fans, a lot of Angela there are, fans. There
0: are there Survivor. This is what's great about Survivor is it's very personal. When you're watching a new season, certain people connect with certain people, and it's it's unexplained. It's just due to your personality, who you are. But I think. If you know what's going to happen, develop these people, because at least I want to have some sort of connection with an Angela at the end, because she gets voted out and I feel nothing. Exactly. Like, there's times where
1: you forget that she's even there, which is which is bad. And I would say that some of that, yes, that is editing the fact that you honestly forget that a character is even there. That's not good. And that is one of the downsides to this season for sure.
0: Absolutely. So wrapping it up here, I think, yeah, I think again, we, we, we like this season a lot more than, than the consensus. And you said something just a couple of minutes ago about
1: I'm, everyone. I'm, I'm watches, very smart. So you're very I smart. Everyone watches this show in a different way. And I remind myself that as we do this podcast, I have to have my own takes and my own individual opinions on this. I don't care what other people think. I know I watch this show in a very unique way compared to other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, you're very special.
1: For, <laughs> for me, it's, it's. I just want to have fun. It, it's, it's just all about fun for me with this show. And for me, this season is fun. And I, I know some people that would rank this really, really low. But for me, I, I don't agree with that. For me, this is a season that's definitely
0: in the top half of Survivor seasons. You go, girl. Mm. I hear you. Okay, Matt, I have a really good idea for a sequel to this season. Mm. Are you ready? I'm gonna, I am ready. I'm Actually,
1: p- I think I know what it is because
0: we've talked about it. No, you don't. Oh, I don't. It's Ooh. a surprise. It's a new twist. Go for it. Survivor Propest Island. Ooh, go on. So it's just like Ghost Island, but it's with relics from past propes. There'd be like cowboy hats hanging. Or moist Probst shirt. Those very like 2000 sunglasses he used to wear during challenges. Um, I think the castaways could find like packages um, and they wouldn't do anything. But it would just be like these cargo pants have spent the last 15 years maturing (laughs) on Probst Island. While they hold no power in the game, they have double the amount of pockets now. Ooh. So I think that's Survivor, Propest Island. So I think Survivor, if you want that.
1: You'll uh, have to pay us I for only, the idea. I own
0: the intellectual property because I just said it and I have a podcast. So,
1: And I'm co-owner of this podcast. Yes. So I get 50% of the profits that we get from CBS when
0: they pay us for this idea. Exactly. So Propest Island, uh, in all seriousness, I, 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 I don't think they'll do a Ghost Island sequel because it was kind of panned, but I'd like to see it. Same. Well, I think that's all. That's it. We did it. Our second rewatch is complete. Uh, we'll be back next week with an episode that rivals all others. Ooh. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely hit us up at DigDeepPod on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you think about uh, Survivor Ghost Island. What do you like? What don't you like? Tell us we're wrong. If we're wrong, tell us we're wrong. Because everybody seems to hate this season, so come at us. We're we're ready for the smoke. Bring the heat. Yeah, if somebody wants to yell at us on Twitter, that's... Plus, Brendan deals with that. I don't deal with that. So, yeah. like, bring the smoke, guys. Yeah, Eng- all engagement is good engagement. Uh, but, yeah, if you're rewatching with us, definitely let us know. We'd love to hear how people uh, are doing on their respective rewatches, because we're just like you guys. We're sitting around. We don't have any new Survivor. Tonight's... We're recording this on a Wednesday night, and we should have been watching it's new Survivor. Sad. It's very sad. So... That was our special night. We'd order food.
1: Mhm. We'd have
0: garlic bread and maybe some chicken alfredo. Yeah. All all the all the fixins. So that's it. We'll be getting into another rewatch after our next. Uh, actually, in a few episodes, we have a couple fun ones coming up, and we will announce that rewatch in the coming weeks. So mm. thank you for listening. And happy holidays. Happy holidays. It's December. Woo! The holiday season. Mm. All right.